Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Test at home with results in 15 minutes with Helgen COVID rapid antigen tests from Chemist Warehouse. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. We're live at Eden Park for the DC Kickathon. He's still out there going for gold. He's kicked over 160 kicks through the post. I've been over there and kicked 15, and my knees nearly snapped <laughs> in half. But that's all right. We're here for a good cause to help DC get through the next couple of hours when he raises money for UNICEF and young kids in the Pacific that don't have access to clean Water. I'm here with the lads, Tony Kemp, right next to me, Louis Herman Watt, and we are live at Eden Park, the, the holy grail of sports parks in New Zealand. And Kempi will probably have something different to say about that, but that's what I'm saying. Mate. I love it, mate. I love it. I've sat in the grandstand here and watched you as he dag run around carving up. It's yes, a beautiful spot. It is a beautiful spot. We've got a few good guests here as well. We've got Blair Chuk over there, who is pretty much kicking his own kickathon. <laughs> We've been here for an hour, and he's been going up to halfway on the sideline, mate. If you if you haven't seen it, it's a little square box in front of the post. He's going outside the box, and he's going to the sideline and kicking goals. So. He, he, he obviously had this this um, dream of being an all-black, mate. He's with Dan Carter. He's nowhere, nowhere near Dan. He's everywhere. He's on the sideline kicking him and everywhere. Yeah. Turkey's here, and then we've just seen Daryl Halligan, DJ. He's off. He's back to Sydney, so we're going to try and get a chat to him. But throughout the morning, there's going to be awesome guests filtering through um, the kickathon, giving their support for DC and helping them get through the next uh, 12 or so hours. Doing a great job, but that's enough from me, lads. Uh, good show for you here at Eden Park. We'll be reacting throughout the morning to DC, our memories 
of Eden Park. And then later on the show, 8.40ish, we're going to get Al Sherrick on, lads. Al Sherrick, the trainer, the GC, coming on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Just just an absolute good fella. And uh, you're going to share some little insights for his race uh, the big, the big race coming up and today. Yeah, keep the, 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 the Rama, it is, mate. You know, it's always good when you got a, when you've got a, a, a horse in a race today. And um, look, I'm looking forward to it. I know it's pretty short at two dollars fifty. You know, mm. we open at two eighty, but Louis got it straight away and shut it right into two fifty. <laughs> um, but he's got a couple. I spoke to him last night. He's going to be in the car. He reckons he'll be in Harwood by the time we ring him, and he's ready to talk racing mm. and give us some bully on today's. Horses, he's got, he's got. I think he's got four in today. Emma's got one, and he's got three, um, and three good chances: Hail Mary, Cinerama, and Ideal. So, Al Sharrick, uh, I think that I think was it somewhere around eight o'clock, wasn't it, Louis? Yeah, uh, that's right. About eight forty this morning, I'm going to catch up with Alan Sharrick, and it's quite a, it's quite an interesting one actually because he trained the dam of Ideal as well. But we are here for a reason, boys. Alongside mm. Chemist Warehouse from the Medic Tent, um, <laughs> because it's been a long night. Not for us. We got to sleep in today, actually. Is he? What are we here for, mate? Why are we really here? Well, we're here for the one and only DC Dan Carter. He is doing some awesome things for his DC fund with UNICEF, raising money for the Pacific. And mate, you—that's uh, DC. You get everyone that rocks up here. You got massages. You got yeah. George Duncan over there, he doesn't get out of bed for anyone coming in and only offering his support for DC Dan Carter. But, mate, it's been a long night, Desi. Uh, how are you and how's the body feeling, my mate? He literally just arrived pretty much the same time as Izzy arrived. So I think he came for you, Izzy, because he's worried that you might have a kick and injure yourself. Um, but, no, I, got, I survived. Um, the sun's about to come out. It's going to be a beautiful morning. Um, mate, who knows what? is ahead of me over these next 12 hours though um, but to date um, the first 11 hours or so it's been good to see the donations coming through has really inspired me to to keep going um, you know because when I rocked up here at 7pm uh, yesterday I kind of was wondering what the hell I got myself in for Mate and t- tell us about throughout the night was there any moments when you were you were getting pretty tired and you were lagging a bit and what, what, what you were you able to, to do to get yourself back up and get energised again? Oh, my um, glutes actually got really, really tight about um, <laughs> about 2 o'clock. Um, thankfully, uh, George um, Duncan was was here at that time and he uh, gave me a wee stretch. Um, so, yeah, it was. Uh, I've had the right people come in at the right time. You know, 4 o'clock in the morning was, you know, starting to get a little bit tired and then looked to the side of the field and there was Daryl Halligan. I didn't even know he was coming. He just flew in from Australia. I was like, Chuck, what are you doing, mate? I thought I'd come for a kick and uh, he loved it. So Blair Chook turned up as well at 4 o'clock in the morning, just randomly as well. I know, mate. He's, um, I can't get him off the pitch, mate. He's, uh, he's on flies. He's really, really specialised the spiral place kick somehow. He flies off the tee and the spiral, but um, I'm not sure if he's trying to foil or, or what's he doing. <laughs> mate, wingers, wingers in rugby league, we we never knew when they were showing up either. So DJ showing up just off the bat is uh, not unusual. But Blair Took, mate, just take us through that. He showed up at four o'clock. We've been watching him. 
He's been he's been sort of keeping us entertained out here. He's going outside the box. He's kicking them from the sideline. Just take us just take us through it. Is he, is he actually down here to motivate you? <laughs> oh, he heard there were a whole lot of cameras going to be around, so um, he did a self-promotion. So, no, he's a good man, Chick. He's a good mate of mine. And um, he was actually one of the first people that reached out. I was like, hey, mate, when are you going to be doing it tough? I want to come down and help you. I was like... Oh, six o'clock uh, in the morning will be pretty tough because I didn't want to get him out of bed too early. I was, nah, mate, it's going to be earlier than that. So we uh, we said uh, five o'clock. He turned up at four o'clock. So I was like, oh, good man. Um, now I'm just trying to work out how, how to get him off the pitch. So. <laughs> no oh, chance. No chance. It's all cheeky, mate. Hey, um, tell, tell us a bit about this this event, mate. Like um, I've been watching it on, on social media throughout the, not, the entire night and just seeing the support and. You're getting blokes here still at midnight kicking balls with here. Like, is this something that you envisioned? You know, being down here and just seeing how UNICEF have reacted to it, the public, and, uh, you know, all your good mates? Yeah, I didn't really know what to expect, um, to be honest. I, I wanted to do something that was going to test my, um, you know, my, my body, um, but also mm. mentally. I really wanted a, a challenge, and it's something that we... You know, we, we used to experience um, you know, playing professional sport and then when it stops you, you don't have those nervous butterflies anymore or that nervous energy, you don't really test your um, you know, your, your mental and physical state are like this. So I woke up this morning, felt like a morning of a test match, um, had, th- had those nerves because I didn't really know what to expect. Um, but the event's gone really well and, and the thing that has been really inspiring me is like when I look up on the big screen and I can see all the donations coming through and the comments and the fact mm. that little kids are going, I, do, I just donated my weekly pocket money and it's just oh, honestly, awesome. and, and, and times like this is, is, can be quite challenging than for the people to spend their hard-earned um, cash on a donation that's going to make a difference to these kids in, in the Pacific. It just makes me want to keep going. Oh mate, you're an inspire, you, know, you inspire so many people around New Zealand and around the world and we appreciate you coming on the show mate. I won't get you too comfortable there because I can see you just nodding off at the back. So we're going to get you We're going to get you moving again. Mate, can, mate, hey, one thing Dan, can someone give Blair to, like a tip on how to kick a football mate? Honestly, he... He can't kick a football. Kimpy, you're starting to get pretty lippy from this. You've got no knees, mate. Dan, we'll catch up with you in the next hour. About 7.20, we'll get you back here if you're still standing. No, you will be. Uh, You've got lots of people to go and see and got a few more balls to kick, mate, so we'll see you soon. Right, right boys. Hey, hey, thanks for coming down, too. Cheers. I to, uh, uh, appreciate the support. Awesome. No worries. Thanks, He's good spirits for a bloke that's been up all night. Oh, <laughs> no, I could see him wavering towards the end there. He's getting a little bit comfy, comfy in the seat and uh, yeah, he was starting to drift off. But, mate, he's just an absolute champion. I'm not surprised. He's what about the boots, like mate? What he's, about the boots? Yeah, yeah, not many get gold boots, if any, as um, <laughs> you know, Scribe would say. And he's the only one that could pull that off. DC... Uh, with his golden boots, I don't. I think those are when you play 100 games for the All Blacks, you get to design your own boots, and on the back they've probably got DC 100 for his 100th test. And yeah, I was lucky cool. enough to play in that test over in uh, in England. We, yeah. we got to design gum boots. What a place to play at, eh? <laughs> Kempe, you're gonna have to I'm stop, a or you're gonna, get, you're gonna get sent out the back. <laughs> but you know, like you get to design some boots, and they probably come with a full set of golf clubs and a Range Rover or something like that. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> talk us through the um, talk us through the calves here. Is he is he in as good a nick as he was when he was playing? Oh, he's a great nick, mate. I oh, honestly, I went and gave him a cuddle uh, just when we arrived, and I was just like, man, that's embarrassing. Can you not cuddle me back? Because <laughs> it's just not the same, <laughs> um, mate. He's 
He just puts so much time and effort into his body, and you can just tell he he could still play. Honestly, if he if he was wanting to, he could still play the game of rugby. The only thing that's stopping him is he's got four kids and he's got a busy yeah. lifestyle. Well, he and was, he's the, he's a good father, mate, and, and that's what it's all about. Pretty traumatizing when he teased everyone about playing for the Blues. I, I don't know. Um, well, did he play? He just trained with them. He both. didn't he play. Got paid. So he, who cares? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's, it, let's, I'm just gonna. I'm telling myself that that's all he was ever doing. Yeah. It was just he was just running a Ponzi scheme. It was yuck, wasn't it? It was. Oh yeah, <laughs> we have to hit him up about that at seven twenty when he comes back. Although I, I suspect. The longer it goes on, you might get a bit toey after a while. Yeah. It's been a long night, but boys, we're um, we've got a, a massive show, and we need, we need you to be honest on double mm. eight double three, temper bed post text machine, and oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven because. The reality is, we're at Eden Park, and you don't get to broadcast from the, the Garden of Eden every morning, and we want to know some of your favourite memories. So after 7 o'clock, we're going to open the phone lines and ask you what your favourite memories from Eden Park are, and we're also going to ask you what your favourite kicks were of all time. We've got a bunch of nominations, but Daggy, for you, we wouldn't be too far away from where you offloaded the ball to Mar Nonu in 2011, <laughs> would we? Is it this corner or is it the other end? No, nah, it's this corner. Yeah, it is this yeah, corner. It's, it's right, just here. Just right here in front of us. Um, yeah, great moment, and we're going to talk about great moments later. That that is probably one of my greatest moments. That, Skinning that, the Aussies, yeah, getting in a semi final with so much pressure on, particularly after the nearly ruining the World Cup the week before. <laughs> so you know, there's a lot of pressure on, and to come out here and um, repay your your mates and your, your supporters and New Zealand, it was it was a cool feeling. But there's plenty more, not only for me, like this this ground. I was I went through uh, YouTube last night, looked after, looked through the last 15 years and. In the decade of sport at Eden Park, and just seeing all the events that's gone on here, like sure. it's, you kind of forget about them. Superman, you forget about what's gone. Like even the Krusty Demons running around the, <laughs> on the motorbikes out in the middle of the park. That, that's what it's about. This is the sporting mecca for for New Zealand sport, and uh, yeah, we're very lucky to be here. And DC's right there, mate. We can pretty much smell him. He's just right there, so it's pretty cool. I wonder if he's had a share. <laughs> Um, he, he goes for a wee break every now and then, so she's not full to kicking. Like, when I arrived, he had 800 kicks, and it was 5am, and I'm like, he's got to kick till 7 o'clock yeah, yeah. tonight, 7pm, so he's over halfway, because he wants to kick 1,598 kicks, because that, that resembles his test score points, uh, test point score, so... Yeah, he's, he's, he's motoring through. Oh, he's he's going he to get allow, it easy. He can allow himself breaks and things like that. Excellent yeah. stuff. Kimpy, there's played a lot of rugby league th- here throughout the years. There has been a lot of rugby league, especially the Warriors in the recent times I've been down here. They've played a few games. Actually, one of the games I was up here in the, what's that, the Western Stand, which is the main stand. And um, one of the one of the worst things I've ever seen, half time come on and, and these guys dropped out of the sky with parachutes. And they came flying down. And all of a sudden the wind picked up and the guy came came down over the top of the roof on the western side so we just seen them drop in and basically dropped in and then all of a sudden they all dropped in it was half a dozen and one came from the, the corner that you put Marn down here on this left hand side here and got dragged all the way 100 metres down the, down the end of the pitch and I was you could just hear the crowd it was full that day and you just hear the crowd and the, like all deep breaths and all that sort of stuff and I'm thinking man they're going to call the game off well, they, then they, they did one apparently I read the news the next day God broken his hip so it was um, one of one of the most. You know, you're talking about experiences at Eden Park. I'm just saying it's just not sport. There's, that was a crusty oh, demon type I love type your area. stories, Uncle. They just get me up. Like somewhere they just go somewhere, and I really enjoy it. It just really brings me in. Hey, um, there's plenty of sport going around the world this weekend. Of course, we went around the grounds yesterday and had a look and. 
What's going on? We've got the Warriors tonight. Of course, we've got Highlanders, Minor Pacifica tonight. And the Masters, Daggy, is on right now. And who's leading it in a tie for the lead? It's Danny Willett. Oh, Danny Willett. He's a winner. He's a past champion. Random a, champion. Yeah, random champion. But he's a champion. That was the year that Spieth blew out, wasn't it? Yes, that's Spieth right. Spieth pretty much gave him the 2016 jacket. 2016 or so. I didn't give him the jacket, but pretty much gave him the jacket. I've, I'm just having a wee look at it now. Um, Sanjay Im is three under. So he's just got uh, picked up a shot. Uh, and then you've got Danny Willett. Cam Smith tied for second. He's on two under. I'm just going to go through and try and find Morikawa because that's who I'm Where's Schaefer, interested. mate? Where's Schaefer? I he's, Schaefer. Yeah, he's there. He's yeah, yeah. there. Uh, he's tight second. He's two under mm-hmm. as well. So they had, they've had a hell of a lot of ra- rain and wind over there, and the course was wet. People on the track were saying it is wetter than they expected. So um, Cam Smith in the tie for the lead as well, two under through ten. So a lot of the lot of your recidivist defenders. Woods, even. Tiger Woods, is, even. Is he not even team? He's, no, he's played. Played a hole. A hole? <laughs> no, he's played. He's played uh, nine, so he's up to twelve. He's playing number twelve at the moment. He's, he's even. And Nyman, who's in his group, I'm pretty sure is uh, two under. So it's scoring is hard, which is what you expect on day one of the Masters. They're not going to give it to anyone. They're not going to hand it over. Is the great man Carl Tinana? He look. It is. It is celebrity. <laughs> it's a celebrityathon as well as the kickathon down here. Um, it's cool to see so many different oh, people. KT, he's out a bit early too. Surprised by good. that. Ooh, one of those. Those are Jordans, mate. They must be worth the bit. Yeah, <laughs> only the best for KT. Hey, <laughs> after this, boys, we're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit of rugby league as well. The Warriors are on tonight. We'll let us some sports chat on throughout the weekend. Double eight, double three. We're getting all your messages uh, fully. Into our experience here at Eden Park, and remember, it is because of our awesome partnership with Chemist Warehouse. So they, we're from the medic tent at the TC10 event, the Kickathon, and they're here supporting Dan like they support all sorts of New Zealanders. I've jumped on board with UNICEF to support the Kickathon fundraising event. If you can donate, head to dancarter.com and you can contribute to the DC10 fund. There, DC ten fund. There, uh, we'll be back to a little bit of a little bit of Warriors, a little bit of the weekend sport after this. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast, live from DC's Kickathon at Eden Park. Listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Live from Eden Park for Dan Carter's Kickathon, the DC ten fund, and it's popping off down here. It's pretty much like a dance party, but that doesn't mean there's not <laughs> sport going on around the world. Last night, Daggy thirty. To six, bittersweet for Kempi because his Knights got a hiding with the team he tipped to go well at the uh, start of the year. Yeah, oh look, I, I was really disappointed with that. They they were in the game right up until DC faked the crusher tackle and got the penalty, and all of a sudden the floodgates <laughs> opened. I'm really disappointed that uh, Kalen Ponga hasn't the bounced back. Tackle. Well, the crusher tackle, you know, like they, I'm a I'm an anti crusher tackle person, but. What the coach? Yeah, it's like the rules we talked about yesterday with the referees. What the coaches do is that they coach players to get the best out of the referees, and this crusher tackle is ruining the game. Because um, some, sometimes when you make a tackle, but you can't help but fall down with the player. But if you fall, what they're being taught is that when you fall onto the player, especially if they crunched over um, with their head going towards their knees, then they they. They play up and put their hand on the neck and, and say, oh, that was a crusher tackle. And last night, Klein called it straight away. On the back of it, it was 12, I think 12-6, went to 16-6, and then they just went bang, 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 and 30-6. to six. The, the score doesn't really reflect the, how close the game actually was up until the 70th minute. So they've been, they've been absolutely towed up, though, in the first game of the round. The Warriors played 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you mean, but the 36 doesn't read well. Does the, do you think the Kalen, just for the worries, do you think the Kalen Ponga chat all through the media this week might have rattled them? Oh, 100%. I think Joey Johns, you know, one of the things that people don't realise, and we talked about this with Payne Haas in the, in the Brisbane Broncos stuff last week, Payne Haas is going through the same thing at, at Brisbane with the contracts. Why are you talking contracts, Izzy, five, five rounds into the competition? You know what I mean? Like this, either create a transfer window and have a month mm. and sort your contract out, or don't talk at all. Like NRL needs to sort that that rubbish out because Kane and Ponga meeting with Wayne Bennett and what was it in Newcastle as he prepared for a game is going to throw him off. And mm. mate, we haven't seen the best of Kane and Ponga in four four rounds. So it does. It does from personal experiences. Like it, it, it does rattle you when you when you're trying to deal contracts throughout the year and. And, uh, you know, once you actually get that contract sorted, then there's a big weight off your shoulder. So at the moment, constant chat about Caelan Ponga. Where's he going? Is he going to stay? His half of his heart's in Newcastle. Maybe half is in Br- Brisbane at Redcliffs. And, look, it's, it's it's a horrible situation. And, look, Kempi, the way they fix it is you've got to have those trade windows or you just, look, I don't, I don't think you'd ever fix it because agents are going to be agents and they're going to represent their players and, and the teams that they're after. But if they do have some sort of you know, window or, or a leak, like you can get fined or something like that, just to hold them accountable, that will go a long way to, to helping that situation. Yeah, 100%. And I think, I think accountability is, is, is what's really missing here. Um, the NRL, especially, are working on um, creating, a, a, I guess, a competition that people want to watch and they want to enjoy. And what they're doing to themselves mm. is they're creating this angst and amongst um, these windows where players... Mate, Munster's another prime example. You know, his contract isn't up till 2023. And yet they're talking about him. He's taken a big cut. He's on 1.1 million at the moment at Melbourne. Melbourne have offered him 750 grand. Significant cut. You're talking 300 grand. And now they're talking about Redcliffe coming in with a 1.2 million dollar offer. Well, mate, the kid's signed to Melbourne till 23. Does it happen Mm. in Union? Um... Not not so much, I don't think. I, 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 particularly with New Zealand rugby, like they've got control That's right. over everything. So really, they won't be going out, and and these individual sides won't be trying to you know bat them up. Look, there is little cases of it, a hundred percent. But New Zealand rugby has the control here, whereas over there, the clubs are the ones that have majority of the control. So what about what about say when you were still when you were still on contract with the Crusaders and I don't know Kubota or whoever or whatever Japanese side are they do they have to wait till the end of a season or is there international like um, kind of gentleman rules or can you just come in and shoulder tap a player at any stage during the season if it's the night before an All Blacks test or if it's the night yeah. before a Super Rugby final yeah for sure you can you can get shoulder tapped and, and it's particularly only when you, they know there's a, a valid window coming up like you must be you might be six months out from your contract he's getting on he's probably not going to stay so they look at the future and say what what does this look like for for the young player or or, or you know the older player is he going to go stay here and play the World Cup or is he going to look for money opportunities overseas so there is situations but yeah Japanese clubs will do it and then. Uh, a lot of the players will obviously go to their agents as well. So you've got to put a lot of responsibility on um, on the players as well. Maybe Kalen Ponga is asking his agent to shop him around. <laughs> because, and I reckon he is. That's, what's, that's what players do. Like yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll tell my agent, mate, I want to know how much money I can get. Can you go shop me around? 100%. You wouldn't so go to the Crusade. Oh, never to the Crusaders, <laughs> never to the Crusaders. Pump my, but pump my contract yeah. up. I'll tell you, you I'll know, tell you so. a story. Back in my day, all right, we haven't got the stink because we're out here. But back in my my day, the, 
with uh, Gary Hetherington took over Leeds, and me, they were, mate, we had we had a great team. There was me, Kevin Edel, Craig Innes, um, you know, Ellery Hanley. We had all these players in there, and he walks in the club as his first as his first week, and he goes, "Righto, boys, um, all the contracts are null and void." You know, it was a Super League. It was Super League that that fight that was happening on there, and he goes, "What I want you guys to do is you're going to come and tell me." where you sit in the top 25. <laughs> and me and Kevin and I just looked at each other and we negotiated our own contracts and I knew what he was thinking. He knew what I was thinking. We were the first two at the office. So, But he beat me <laughs> yeah. up to Gary's office. And so he's in there for an hour and I'm sitting out there waiting. We were the only two that went straight up to him. All the other boys just didn't get it. And I walk in there and Gary goes, <laughs> Gary goes to me, right, what number are you? And I said, well, I was number one, but now I'm number two. All right, because I know that bloke before me said he was number one, and he just started to laugh. And he said, "Yep, okay, what do you want?" <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the Wild West, mate. Getting um, players to pick their own number. Don't ask, don't get. Yeah, that's, that's mate, right. That's right, and and that's the thing with the players these days is that what is he's talking around player agents and how this honestly it. You're talking Wild West. At the moment in the NRL, it is the Wild West, mate. Yeah, and I wonder if you're starting to see it on the field, which is what uh, Volandis, um, the NRL, will have to tune up because if they're starting to get players distracted and not playing to their best because of it, that's when the game has gone backwards. It is 29 minutes away from 7 o'clock, live from Dan Carter's Kickathon at the home of sport in New Zealand. We had SCNZ's launch down here oh, probably 10 months ago, and it's great to be back for such a good cause with Chemist Warehouse and UNICEF. Dan Carter doing amazing things for charity. Love racing.nz after this, but it, here is Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. CNZ 27 away from 7 this morning, and we've already got texts of your favourite memories from Eden Park coming through. Grant Elliott, Superman, how could we ever forget? Well, we haven't forgotten. After 7 o'clock, the lines are open. 0800-150-811. While we sit here and look at the luscious greens of Eden Park, we want you to tell us your favourite memories from here. Daggy's got about a million because he's a <laughs> oh, He owned it, the king of Eden Park, no, Daggy. No. This is the ground of redemption for Daggy. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, look, honestly, I've got a real good memory here. Uh, 2011. It's a funny memory, actually. Uh, 2011, just hit the Rugby World Cup lead and we're playing Tonga. First game, the, the whole atmosphere around Auckland was raging. Tongan flags everywhere you looked. It was so, so cool. I was in the change room in the opening ceremony and the great Joan Lomu was, was the main act in the, in the opening ceremony. We were in the change rooms watching it all unfold on the TV. It wasn't really focused on, uh, on the game at hand. I was watching the opening ceremony. It was pretty cool to see. Anyway, we arrive at the game and if you go in the change rooms, if you're lucky enough to go in there, they still have where the players sit um, during the World Cup. Anyway, we go in the change room and these are Corey Jane, obviously my right-hand man. You know, the one always gets me in trouble. Anyway, we walk up to, to go sit in our seats. And along the left-hand side, when you walk into the chain, far left, right up the end there, is, there's CJ's seat. And then right next to him, I sat next to him. And I was sitting there, sitting there, sitting there. And I was like, just chilling away. And then I get this tap on the shoulder before the game. And I'm like... Who's this, bro? Oh, well, I'm trying to prepare. You know, get ready for the game. Look up, it's Kevin Mialamu. I'm like, oh, Kevin. He's like, that's my seat. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, your seat? He's like, yeah, yeah, sweet. So I had to move along, and he separated me and Corey, which is probably a positive. Very so positive. It was Corey, Kevin Mialamu, Izzy. <laughs> so 100%, 100% he's just seen that you guys are together and gone... 
<laughs> no, he just said no, for the blues. Seat. That was for the blues. Oh, I right. think it was they they put the the jerseys one, two, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so in the ABs, you just sit where you want. Sure. And um, I went and sat in the number two spot, and Don't not a good yeah. idea. Don't I looked up, and I was about to you know get up and roll them, and then I looked up, I seen a Kevy, and I was like, ooh, <laughs> yes, uncle. <laughs> get us my seat, bro. And I was like, oh, sweet, I moved along one and shuffled along. But yeah, so cool memories here. Louis, it was a pretty special place for me. Amazing. That is great. And you wouldn't miss with Kevy. He is uh, the true uncle, Where isn't he? from. 25 <laughs> away from seven. Love racing.nz is your home for everything thoroughbred racing, news, reviews, previews, form, the whole lot. And today, well, it's not just about Dan Carter and Charity and the DC 10 Kickathon. It's actually about Cinerama and maybe her swan song. And we'll, yeah, talk, we'll talk to Al Sharrick later on. But Kimpy has got a runner who he owns who has amassed something like 260-year-old rack of prize money. Oh, I know. And, uh, I this need could, to take you shopping. This could be her, <laughs> this could be her last dance, Kimpy. And the field's small and she's got, you know, her back's good. She's going to get into the gates there at Awapuni, jump out and just win by about 20 lengths. Small field and, yeah, well, form's good. Zola Express and... What that lose by five links? Oh, geez, we're talking it up. Let's just hope it gets home today. And I want to know too, because Al Al Sherrick plays his cards really close to his chest. I actually want to know if she is going to retire after this one, or he's going to pitch her out and say, right, the weather's pretty good. We'll keep her going for another race, another chance to make some more money. So, um, yep, looking forward to talking to Al. Like I said, he's uh, on his way down to Awapuni as we speak, and uh, he's probably listening to us on the radio, sitting next to his lovely partner Emma who's also got a horse in the races down there today too so uh, talk to you soon Al, looking forward to hearing you and the bully. Kempi, um, I'm new to the to the horse ownership game mate, how, how special is it, like what, what are the feelings you get from owning a horse and particularly when you get a good one like Cinerama, how much, how much joy has Cinerama given you over the years and tell us about the, the relationship, the connection and the bond you kind of grow. Yeah well it's sort of, it's a it's pretty good for me because my best mates, mm. Bruce and Bruce and Alan, um, and of course the Philadelphia lawyers now the CEO of the, the New Zealand Thoroughbred Sheriff Association. Team discount code. Yeah, um, we'll talk to him next Friday, next Friday morning. Um, it just makes it better when you've got mates. That it, look, Izzy, I, I can't wait to get you into a horse. Um, I've been talking to Al. You know, we're talking about ownership at the moment with horses. You know, we've got Cinerama. She's got a breed some beautiful horses for us yep. and you know if you haven't experienced going to the races when you've actually got a runner in, in the race mate there's nothing better mm. there's nothing better going I hope it jumps and then watching it get <laughs> to the corner and saying I'm a chance something you guys have in common actually yeah. <laughs> a, a tissue and please don't oh. hey hey we got a little update from the tissue so she's been doing a lot of barrier work because the stewards are like mate we don't yeah, want her yeah. if she doesn't jump out of the barriers. So she's been doing some barrier work, and uh, she'll be back shortly. But, um, yeah, that was a disappointment on that one. Thanks for bringing it up, Lou. What a trip. <laughs> what a trip. I'm surprised you remember it. Ideal in the last today as well. Lisa Ulbrich, Alan Sharrick. They'll be looking to go back-to-back. Back. Now, boys, we are actually on Weather Watch out of Sydney. If we have any listeners in Sydney, which I'm certain we do, but if anybody's listening to Baz and Izzy from Breakfast out of New South Wales, can you come through on double eight double three? get into our Twitter accounts, our social medias. Daggy loves it when you DM him. Let us know what the weather's doing over I, I there. I can tell you, mate, it's 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 raining. It's The game last night, Newcastle Manly, it was wet. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So Cat, there's plenty dogs. coming down. Well... It's lucky it's not raining here because there's a lot going on in the in the wide world of Eden Park and the sun is starting to shine above the DC 10 kickathon. But that doesn't mean we don't have Quizzy Dag. 0800 150 8. 
811. Give us a call to play Quizzy Dag live from Eden Park. We've got an Eden Park themed quiz. Come on, take us on. Take on the Quizmaster. Home with results in 15 minutes with Helgen COVID rapid antigen tests from Chemist Warehouse. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. This is how you do it. Quizzy Dag, come play it. This is how we do it. Quizzy Dag, come play it. Quizzes on the line, just one at a time. Don't Google a lie. Phone a friend, you'll be fine. Just listen for the signs. TAB with the prize. 50 bucks if you wise. If you're wrong, and then we'll say goodbye. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Quizzy that come play it. Quizzy that come play it. Oh, 800. 150 811. Now give us a call. Yes, good morning. We're live from Eden Park at the DC Kickathon, raising money for UNICEF and the kids in the Pacific. We're here with Chemist Warehouse. Thanks to the team for bringing the breakfast show to Eden Park. Time to rip into the quiz, and we've got Tim from Christchurch. Morning, Tim. How we going, lads? Oh, we're good, mate. We're good. Up and about. It's a beautiful morning here in Tamaki, Makoto, Auckland. So, uh, yeah, we're enjoying our morning, mate. We'll rip into question number one. What year was Eden Park opened? Uh, 1900. Yeah, I was going to say the clue was when Kempi was born. <laughs> no, and oh, I was say, ouch. 07 p.m. <laughs> that was the clue. <laughs> Nice, Uncle. All right, Uncle. Keep those clues coming, all right? Here we go. Tommy, question number two. Who has taken the most Eden Park wickets of all time? Wickets? Um, Yeah. I'll have to find a friend on that one. Four. Oh, well, there's only one bowler in New Zealand. It's a pretty good clue. It's an easy, easy, easy clue, that one. Only one bowler. We all know him. Sir. Richard Hadley? You got it. Sir Richard Hadley. Put that one on his pads, didn't you? Just all right, question number three. Who scored the winning try for the All Blacks in the 2011 World Cup final right in front of us? Right here on this right Tony Wood- corner. Tony Woodcock. It was oh, Tony Woodcock. That was so easy. Mate, anyway. Loves the rugby. Good luck. Question number four. I couldn't four, remember his tw- name. <laughs> <laughs> it's like dunking your tea bag, as Steve Henson would say. You know another funny story about that, Tim? I was standing down What's the that? back line, and I look at Corey Jane, and I'm like, wow, what happened there? <laughs> Had no idea the Fords were doing that. No idea. Didn't even see it at training, and was laughing at him. And I just went up and started patting them on the back. I was like, well done. They had no idea you are doing that. Good on you. Yeah. All right. I, I, was lucky, I was lucky enough to go to that game, and I think I lost about 20 years of my life in the second yes. half. Yes. Hey, mate. Try playing it. Gee, I, was ne- I nearly wasn't going to walk out of this park. Anyway, sorry, going off on it. Here we go. Question four, mate. In 2014, Baz, Skip McCallum was the man of the match against India in a test match at Eden Park. What was his first inning score in that test? Uh, Five. Four, well, I'm going to have a stab in the dark. Three, he got a duck. 
See you later, Tim. This was a master <laughs> yeah, I remember Bears and Kane Williams had batted mm. together for ages. This was a clinic. Clinic. Absolute clinic from our skip, Bears McCullum, and no doubt he would have had a nice drop of red the night before. So, good preparation. We'll go Luke from Dunedin. Morning. Good morning, Lukey. How many runs the Bears score against India in the test match at Eden Park? First innings. It was 224. It was 2-2. Two, two, very good, very good. Well done. Question number five. In which year and who did the Kiwis last play here at Eden Park? So I need the year and the team. Oh, can I phone a friend? No. No. Nah, sorry, Luke. Sorry, Luke. Okay, I'll go, I'll go Great Britain in 2003. Oh, three. 50% of that question was right. Oh, sorry, Luke. We're going to go to Callum in West Auckland. Callum. Morning. Morena, Callum. I not thought it was the 88 Rugby League World Cup final. Yeah, that's not it either. And which... <laughs> Sorry, brother. And which year and who did the Kiwis last play here at Eden Park? It wasn't 88 final, mate. Sorry. We're going to go to Mark. Morning, Mark. G'day, boys. Was it the the Lions combined uh, with uh, in 2011? Ooh, 50% of that was right. No. Jeez, there's Sorry, enough people mate. that have got it wrong we're gonna now, go to, I'm going to do a little bit of fact-checking. Going to go to Richie and Upper Hutt. Hey boys. Who did the Kiwis um, last play well, here at Eden Park and which year? I'll go Great Britain 208. <sighs> like it's, I, I, it's I not before it's not before two thousand and ten. Yeah. Alright, so it's not before that. Sorry, Richie. We're gonna go to Charlie and Geraldine. Charlie. Charlie. Oh, you're gone, Charlie. We're going to go to Ed. Cuzzy, Ed. Cuzzy, come on, <laughs> Cuzzy. You got this one. <laughs> yeah, Cuzzy. Oh, man, the best, the best one was uh, when Wally Lewis broke his arm, but that one, um... <laughs> That's right. Okay, 20, 2013. Oh. Cuzzy, Cuzzy, Cuzzy. You, no had, good. You, had a, you had, like, the 20 and the 1 in the right place, but it wasn't 3. Sorry, mate. Sorry, Ed. Have a good day, brother. We're going to go to the other cousin, Brett from Hutley. <laughs> yeah, he's got it again. Oh, They're working in team of these two. Oh, far out. Ooh, I've got some stories about Eden Park, too. I might have to ring back later. So I'll yeah, just, dude, uh, give us a... Hey, hey, Brett, give us a call just after 7 o'clock. We want to hear all your stories about Eden Park. That's for everyone. And what oh, year yeah, yes, and who did one. the Kiwis last play here at Eden Park, Ed? I oh, mean, no, Brett, I sorry. probably there. You probably were. 14 against England. Oh, it wasn't 14. Nah. Jeez. Nah. She's, she's a bit later than that. Brady, sorry, bro. Have a good day. Talk it to was, you after It was seven. the year that Izzy finished school. He was third form seventh. <laughs> third year seventh. I finished in 06. Did you? 05. Oh. 06. Yeah, Are you that young? Yeah, yeah. Not 1905 as well. <laughs> Simon. Simon from Auckland. Morning, <laughs> just Simon. just confused everyone. Morning, boys. Morning, up. Is this a tr- is this a hard question? This feels like it's a, it's a it's very hard extremely question. Googleable. Mm. Mm. Extremely Googleable. All right, and which year and who did the Kiwis last play here at Eden Park? Is it Great Britain 2019? 
2019, the winner, Simon from the beautiful Auckland. Mate, congratulations. Well done. Yeah, mate. It was a triple header, wasn't it? Triple header. Yeah, yeah that's it. Games. It was a huge day here. Yeah. Yep. I think I was. I think I actually think I was here, but I can't remember. <laughs> no, you would have been here. Hey, <laughs> seriously, Simon, enjoy that fifty dollars TAB bonus bet, mate. You've got Cinerama into Ideal today. That's just a gimme, but you know, do what you want with it. Of course, gamble responsibly. And thanks for playing. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Ten minutes time. Call back, and we want your stories of Eden Park, your favourite memories. I know who will be first on the line, and it will be Grant Elliott. He's still dining out on it, and why wouldn't you be? <laughs> Superman, I can see the seat that he hit with that blast. Smithy called it. He was here that day. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. That was Quizzy Dag. We'll be back shortly before 7am here at Eden Park. Of the Maggie's Magnesium Range at Chemist Warehouse, now starting from just $3.19. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. SCNZ, we're coming up to 7am live from DC's Kick Along. Somebody has just sprayed it so far right. That's probably cheeky. Blair Chook. That's cheeky, mate. It's definitely 100% cheeky. He's fatigued. He's been here since 4am, cheeky. And we have to, we just have to say it. Ali Williams has, has just arrived. And uh, obviously Ali Williams was trying to keep the cup here. And now he's kicking next to Blair Chook. I'm just trying to get a closer look on how that conversation's going down, Louis. There's about 13 <laughs> kids around Ali Williams. He's <laughs> surrounded by them. But, yeah, doesn't seem to be any tension as far as we could see. No tension. No tension. I think it's it's for a good cause. They're putting their indifferences aside <laughs> and doing what's right for UNICEF. And, and that's good. That's good. That's what we love to see. But, mate, everyone's here. Carlton Arna's arriving. Ali Williams is here. You've got uh, a lot of other, I can't really see, but everyone's arriving and DC's just doing a live interview at the moment. And um, he's still going, mate. He's still got a lot of energy in him. We're uh, nearly coming up 12 hours. That's so he's r- halfway. That's right. He's, he's kicking and he's kicking well. Um, we'll catch up with Dan again at about 20 past seven. Hopefully sort out our issues and our end so we can absolutely hear him. We'll find out how he's been going through the last hour. And later in the hour, we'll, we'll go track down. If Blair Chook's still here, we'll have to get him on the mic as well. He loves a chat. And uh, since he's been here since 4 a.m., he's probably in his prime. The Masters is rolling on. And our man, Sam Pinfold and Cam oh. Smith, in a share of the lead at three under... Through 13, Izzy. Uh, we've got Sung Jae M there. Danny Willett still hanging tough at two under. So the track has been playing tough this morning. Mate, oh, I just don't know why I do it to myself. You know, yesterday I said, oh, you know, I went on Paul Moati's podcast. I'm Cam Smith all day. 15 bucks, easy money. And then I change it last minute. Now my bloke's plus two after two holes. <laughs> so he's on a bogey train. Um, look, it's just one of those things. But Cam Smith... He's kind of shooting well through 13. Um, he's doing everything that's needed. But coming up, we're going to talk about our favourite Eden Park moments. And we want to open up the airways for you to give us a call and talk about your experiences playing out on the park, even being in the stands, witnessing history. We want to hear from you. Uh, give us a call, 0800 150 811 on the Kenards Hire phone line. We are here at the DC 10 Kick Along. Kickathon, I should say, and he is going extremely well. We'll be back soon. Soon, here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Shop the Maggie's Magnesium range at Chemist Warehouse, now starting from just $3.19. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ.
Good morning, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Tony Kemp, Louis Herman Watt and myself down here live at Eden Park with DC Kickathon raising money for UNICEF. It's great to be here amongst the action watching the legend go at it. He's currently doing a lot of media at the moment, so he's giving us left and right quad a wee rest as he's embarking on his kick. I think, if I can see, he's over about 900 kicks. He's trying to kick 1,598 uh, raising money for the Pacific and kids with uh, giving them uh, access to clean water. I'm going to give you a wee update on the Masters. The wee update on the Masters. I had a message come through from Mark. He wants to tell us the top 10 in the Masters. I'll give you the top 10. Cam Smith, 4 under. Cam Smith is 4 under. Cruising. Leading after 14 holes. Danny Willett, 3 under after 16. Berger, 3 under. Neiman, 3 under. Scheffler, 3 under. Sanjay Im is 3 under. Kokrat, he is two under. Cameron Champ. Now there's a dark horse for you. He is two under. Tied for seventh. Charles Swartzel is two under. Tied for seventh. And then you got Higgs at one under. And then get this name. Tiger yes. Woods. That's the one we want to hear. One under after 13. Gee, the Smithy. Woods master, Smithy. eh? Smithy. He's there. And he is performing. He is one under. He's only three shots off Cam Smith. If anyone can do it, Tiger Woods can and I've just got to look because I went Morikawa obviously and he's one over so pick your act up Colin <laughs> one, one over after four holes so there you go that's a wee update for you Dustin Johnson's there or thereabouts he's one under as well Jordan Spieth Victor Hovland Rory McIlroy so the big names are stepping up in the early first round of the Masters there you go so uh, we asked for you just before 7 o'clock we asked you to give us a call on the Ken Atai phone line 0800 150811 to share your memories and your experiences of Eden Park. And well, we knew this guy would have experienced a lot. He's a very passionate sports pundit, Zaid from Auckland. Morning, Zaid. Good morning. So I'll go through a few ones quickly. Um, yep. uh, uh, so 660 concert, obviously the first Ooh. ever concert at Eden Park was there for that. Yes. Um, obviously, um, well, I was too young for the, most of the Blues. Premiership, so the the blue, if you call it a premiership, um, which I do because I'm a Blues fan, the Trans Tasman <laughs> title, um, I enjoyed that one last year. Um, nice. Auckland winning the MPC in 2018, um, and it went to golden, it went to extra time, and um, it was pouring down with rain all day, and yes. yeah, that was a pretty good one. The obviously with uh, been to a few nines tournaments as well at Eden Park, and you know Auckland Aces games, and just yeah, just been going to Eden Park for years really. Nice. Zaid, if there's one event, if there's one event or one thing you would love to witness at Eden Park, what would it be? What do you mean, like one event, sorry? Like one game. So you'd love to see a team come play at Eden Park or someone that hasn't been here and you'd love to watch them live. What would that team be? Um, I don't know. It would be like pretty cool to see like that. I don't know, maybe like the All-Whites versus like a big like football team, maybe like a, like a Portugal or like a Brazil yeah. or someone would be pretty cool. I'll, yes. te I'll tell you what would be good here, Izzy. I'll tell you what would be good here, and everyone's going to agree USA. with me. Nah, mate, I'm, telling you, I'm going to tell you. State of Origin. Bring State of Origin that to Eden be, Park. That would They'll be pretty fill cool, it. yeah, Queensland. They wouldn't just fill the stadium. They'd fill Auckland. Mm. It'd be crazy. Yeah, be cool. so, so this gets floated, and Zade, thanks for your call, yeah, man. Thanks, Zade. Appreciate it. 0800 Favourite memories at Eden Park. A great text here from Richie running through his. I've noticed that the jab isn't called yet, which is pretty surprising. <laughs> Wake up, Grant. Um, that, this gets floated every once in a while, Kempi, but the, the late kickoff time is, seems to be what they don't love about because the, they need the TV time 
in Australia, so they'd actually be playing the game at, what, like 10 o'clock at night here? Yeah, well, I still thought, well, why don't you play it on a Sunday afternoon? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I love afternoon footy. So, you know, not, it's, mate, you know, like, we put up with having to watch it at 10 o'clock at night, don't we? You, surely you can do three games. When they played in West, Western Australia, they played in Perth, what that's time right. was that game? Oh, that, that? That's, have, you been, have you been there and yeah. played there? That's a horrible trip. You know, I remember <laughs> taking the Warriors over there. And we get there, you've got to get off the plane, you've got to go and train, and you're like 10 hours behind each other, oh. and then you're trying to go to bed and wake up in the morning. It's oh. Another poor you little moment, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, and I'll tell you what, and we had that game. We had that game in the bag, and Richard Villasanti gave a penalty away. Yeah. In the last minute, and I'm sitting There's there. There's a name. Honestly, and I thought, we've got this one. And in the last minute, he gave a penalty away on the 20-metre line. They went and scored in the corner. We lost by point. And I did travel all the way back to New Zealand with my tail between my legs. What, what kind of, um, uh, after a loss, what kind of coach were you, Kempi? You, you pack a little, little bit of sand and oh, let no, no, know, or you just... No, no, not at all. I, I, what I used to like, because I used to like the media conferences. Mm. So... You know, I was like real strategic around how I thought about talking to the media because I used to love giving it to the referees. But you get you get fined $10,000. So I used to really concentrate on how I was going to formulate my conversation that was right on the line mm. of $10,000. Do you reckon you spent more time doing that than coaching? Yeah, I probably did. <laughs> mate. I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you a story, okay? I sit, in the, I sit in the box one day, Ivan Cleary sitting next to me. And... Uh, Stacey Jones' last game for us at the Warriors at Mount Smart Stadium. And Robert Finch coached me when I was at Newcastle. He was the referee's boss. And I had him dialed into my phone. I had Finch's number. So, so, so Robert Finch, he's Brett Finch's old man. And we had four tries to sell out in this last game for Stacey Jones. And Ivan sitting next to me, mate, I've got, right just before half time, I've got Finchie on the phone. And I'm going, are you watching this garbage? And I'm like, with a ton of experience, going, this game is da 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 And we've had four da-da-da-da. And I was looking, just looking at me. <laughs> I hung the phone up and started laughing. I said, told him, didn't I? <laughs> I had to phone Finchy back the next day and go, sorry, brother. I just had to show Ivan how he talked to the referees. Do you reckon he's used that in his premiership years? I know that Ivan's told that story to a lot of people, mate, because people go, did you really phone Robert Finch up at halftime? <laughs> yeah, I, I, you can 100% see Kempe doing that as well. Favourite moments from Eden Park. Overall, the skinny jab hitting the 6 to win the semi in 2015. I was there at the 2011 uh, World Cup victory as well, but that was too tense to be enjoyable over the last seconds. My favourite memory was the win over Australia at the opening game of the 1992 Cricket World Cup. Ooh. That is a flashback, Richie. Appreciate that. Double eight, double three. Give us a call. 0800 150 811. We're here for Dan Carter's DC 10 Kickathon with Chemist Warehouse, uh, Chemist Warehouse supporting Dan Carter like they are. All New Zealanders opening early in the morning, just like their tent was here, bright and early this morning, and closing late at night. Kane 6 to win that Australian World Cup pool game in 2015 was amazing. That's from Roy. The whole 2015 Cricket World Cup is he was just like a celebration, and the moments that he were here at Eden Park, it was special. That was one of my favourite. I, I, I wrote that down last night just watching. I remember vividly where I was. I was in Johannesburg, and we were surrounded around the van preparing for our match over there with the Crusaders, the whole team watching it on the phone, and just seeing Grant Elliott, the jab, just waste it, whack it right into the stands, and we win it for a six, and just... 
seeing everyone embracing yeah, even in I the crowds that. and in the stands and us as, as fans, I mean, Rito, all the lads are just standing around this van and we're just, just losing the plot in the middle of South Africa too. So we're so in their good. home territory and we've just beaten them. So we, we felt a bit vulnerable, let's be honest. <laughs> um, Didn't eat the soup that night? <laughs> Didn't eat the soup, mate. But um, yeah, that, that will for me will go down as one of my favourite moments of, of being a fan and being able to witness it. But there has been so many and, and the text messages are flooding through. So please give us a call, 0800 150 If you've been in the stands, if you've been outside and you've been on Kingsland, and you've been in Kingsland in the pub watching oh. it, let us know. I'm sure uh, you've had some nights in Kingsland. Uh, too close to the stadium. Too close to home, yeah, Louis. <laughs> yeah, further away, the better. Further away, the better. I'm more Takapuna style, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you can't get any further away than that. <laughs> Durry's inside. Different era. <laughs> hey, Kempi, mate. I love Origin and have no doubt it would go bonkers. But it's Origin, brother. It's not NRL. We have no right to it. Would Canterbury play Auckland and Melbourne? It's theirs. Leave them to it. But, mate, the side. mate I, I actually... Queenslander. How, ah. how do we get... I, I actually like that. I like that, I like that test. I'm on black. I bleed black. All right? I'm not, I ain't got a maroon jersey or a blue jersey. I'm, I'm black, man. I'm a Kiwi. So we're going to create our own Origin. But just let's get real. Let's get real about it. If Origin came here, me and that, that texter, we'd be the only two that didn't come. Seriously, yeah, everyone yeah. else in New Zealand would come. Just talking about that around memories, like my greatest memory here, obviously, is the 1988 World Cup. Mm. And I was meant to be playing in that game of fullback. I, I um, in the last trial, got taken out by Wayne Wallace in a, in a late tackle and, and done my shoulder. I'd been put in the program and everything, so my face is in the program, but I actually couldn't make the um, team that week. And it's one of the funniest. Uh, I'm real good mates with Gary Mercer that filled that fullback spot. Uh, in that World Cup, and um, we should get Gary Freeman on the phone one time just to talk about that because there's a little bit of banter going on about them about the way Alfie Langer stepped around Mercer that day about 1400 times <laughs> to score those tries. And um, you know, it was, it was one of the, the World Cups that we were meant to win, didn't actually get it that day. That's where Wally Lewis broke his arm, that was the guy I was talking about. Um, but that's probably one of my biggest memories here is uh, getting. I guess on the hello turf here of Eden Park, I missed that opportunity, but seeing the World Cup was great. I tell you what, Nick Sortner, the whole Eden Park team, must be so excited and so relieved. Now, as we start to come out of COVID, to be able to put on events again, I know they have the April Fool's joke about um, having got the, me. Sur- the surfing here. tell you what, it got me, Louis. Did it? It got me. Hook, like, line and I was like, surfboard. Wow. I was like, man. Oh, was, a, it, was it April Fool's? Oh, it got lot. me too. <laughs> Sarah, I'm just going. kidding. Oh, yeah, Wait, no. Honestly, I was like, that's a lot of admin. Like, There's going to be a lot of things that have to unfold to, for them to be able to a million litres of water yeah I was thinking where are they going to put the like, water wow and then oh, they're like talking the about the reservoir and we know Auckland's had struggles with water and I'm like man they're going to waste a million li- a litres wow he's, they're pretty ballsy doing that I tell, um, I tell you what would be unreal though if they could get it over the line a UFC uh, yeah, card, a fight yeah. card here at Eden mm. Park, uh, the octagon in the middle. You would 100% sell it out. Enough big screens. I know they've had to re-kit Eden Park out for the Women's World Cup and they've had to um, put it on and, and kind of sharpen some things up. So I'm certain that it would be UFC quality and Dana White would, would be up to scratch for him. I don't know how that would make it happen. Would you, would you come... Would you? Would you hold it here or the Victor? Well, if you hold it here, you can sell 30,000 tickets, yeah. 40,000 tickets. They'll sell, they'll sell it. Because well, I looked at the capacity of Spark Arena, the like Victor 12, eh? Yeah, 10, 10 12, 12 if you completely put floor seats and everything in there. So if they wanted to do it and make money, when you look at the, the champs we've got, Volkanovski fights this weekend, of course, Adi Sanya, uh, Kai Kata France, Robert Whitaker, you, you can really yeah. make a, an Aussie, you get the Aussies across. I, know, I think Sydney is first priority. 
Um, and we've got calls coming through on 0800 150 811. Favourite Eden Park memories. We would love to hear from you. We're going to send Daggy out to kick. <laughs> Get him on the anywhere. Bit of credit. Mate, he hits it well too, Louis. <laughs> like I was watching Daggy just uh, warm up when we first got here, and I was thinking, he got a sore knees. He's not going to hit him that well. It's going to hurt, mate. I thought Dan could kick, but Deggy, he, he could whack him from halfway still. Well, he was hitting him real well. We'll find out. He's going to go out there in a bit, but right now we've got Brett. He told us he'd call us back. Good man. Hey, Uncle. Okay, brothers. Yeah, what do you got for us, you Brett? You gonna, got, a, got oh. a few yarns for us from in the stands oh, or man. little moments, little streaky <laughs> moments. What do you got? Man, it was getting hazy just thinking about it. <laughs> Once I first found out what amber liquid was, in 1997, <laughs> and Waikato went to Eden Park to lift the shield off a fantastic open team. And that was, a, that was an afternoon game, and my eyes opened and bottles opened. And I was hammered by the time I got there. And then I was pretty feral. And uh, halfway through the game, and my, I was just standing on the terraces, and my mate was whacking me, and I was like, what? And he goes, your arm out. And so I'd been ringing my bell that much, that my hand had blistered and then just started bleeding, so I just had this trail of blood running down my arm. <laughs> and then oh. after we won, and security couldn't hold us back, because the last one out of Hamilton turned off the lights, and we, we rushed the field, and then when I woke up the next morning still in my Waikato jersey and in my same clothes, and I had, there was grass everywhere, grass in my pockets and stuff, <laughs> and apparently what I was informed of was after we had got on the field and then we were leaving. So I took off. I scored a try under the posts in front of the terraces. And then uh, allegedly, allegedly, I was just lying on the ground, ripping grass out of the ground and stuffing it in my pockets, yelling out to my cousin, <laughs> this is ours. This is ours. Have you still got it? Have you still got it? <laughs> did you sew it, did you sew it into your back wall? Brett. Brett, I don't think they've actually managed to fix that patch of grass as well, brother. Uh, thanks for your call. appreciate those fond memories. Oh, a lot. It's, it. it's actually incredible that you do remember them. All right, 17 minutes past seven. Daggy's got his boots on. We're going to send him out into the middle. He's going to get his phone in his hand, Have I? and he's going to kick a goal. Uh, don't try and back down now, mate. Those jeans might be tight. They're but I've, tight, bro. But I've seen those quads in action already this morning. So we're going to send Izzy out into the middle. We're here at Dan Carter's Kickathon for DC10. If you can donate... Um, we're trying to help all sorts of kids throughout the Pacific. You can head to dancarter.com. And we're here thanks to the Chemist Warehouse, their massive supporters, everything Dan's doing with UNICEF. We're here in their medic tent supporting them, supporting him. Every Great savings every day. We'll let you know what's going on in the Masters soon. Back in a minute. At home with results in 15 minutes with Helgen COVID rapid antigen tests from Chemist Warehouse. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Hey, one minute. Oh, yeah, Where are they gone? And we're at DC's Kickathon, Dan Carter's Kickathon. He's still kicking in great shape. We've sent Izzy Dag out into the middle. Daggy, you've got your boots on. Tell us about Dan Carter's form. You're standing right behind him. Yeah, DC's in good form, but this man's even, in even better form. I'm with Ali Williams, mate, the big man. And he's had a few kicks, Ali. You been out there? Yeah, had a few kicks. Um, had three kicks. Got one out of three. <laughs> I got real <laughs> sore. Um, but no, it's all right. I've, I've got breakfast now, so uh, <laughs> things up. Is Baz there? Hey, no, Baz. No, no, Baz is in the IPL. He's making his minis. Oh, oh. No, no, he's over at uh, representing the Calcutta Knight Riders. That, that um, coach over there, they're doing pretty, pretty well. We've got Tony Kemp 
and Louis Herman White on the on the tools over there. So oh, we nice. just so ba- Baz is basically just glory strokes and comes in when um yeah, when there's not really yeah, much work to do. Do what he, do what he wants, mate. He's, he's done everything on the park. He can pretty much do his own thing. Um, Mate. He hasn't scored a try like that. He's scored a try, though, has he? Okay. I thought I'd say that before you said it, you know. <laughs> Mate, you, you, you got a few uh, highlight reels with kicking. What, tell us about that. Remember that tap when you kicked it over to Dougie Hallett, who's just left, and Dougie scores it. Was that all part of the plan? Definitely wasn't a plan, mate. You know me, I never really planned anything. Um, no, what actually happened, he was on the right, and he was waving at me like a goose. And, and I was like, oh, I could do that. You know what I mean? Didn't realise there's 50,000 people watching. And, uh, yeah, eyes closed and hit it off my shin and it rolled over and, uh, and and we got the try. I don't think Ted was the happiest man Yeah. mid-flight. But after, I think I was a legend. Ah, still, got dropped, yeah, still got dropped the game after. But that was for the line-outs, mate. But line-outs are overrated. Look at it. Kicking. You don't, see, you don't see someone doing 24 hours of line-outs, dude. You wouldn't get publicity like this. No, no. One of the boys has got a question for you. Louis, you got a question? <laughs> do, do I, is he? Um, I mean, my question would probably be around the America's Cup, but I don't know. Is that fair play, Alan? <laughs> oh, I'm far away, mate. I'm a man of, uh, of a no, lot of you, knowledge. You, Not in the right direction at the time. Obviously, you were extremely passionate about it, man. So, um, are you disappointed to see it head offshore? Yeah, I mean, look, I haven't been on social media for a while, and I, I did something just saying, you know, it'd be, it'd be nice to um, to keep it here. But I, it's more, it's more like I understand the decisions and commercially and all that sort of stuff. We all do, you know. We've we've been in there, we've been in that bed, and um, you know, Dolts has done what he needed to do. But the reality is, it's it's just really special playing in front of a home crowd, and um, and that's really where we were sort of coming from. Uh, it's, you know, how do we get it back here? But unfortunately, we are in a world of commercialism and, and these things will happen. And um, as Kiwis, I think we've just got to keep growing our supporting legacy. We've got to keep being those amazing supporters. And, um, you know, regardless of where it is, we just get out there and, and, and fly that flag and go Kiwis. Yeah, I'm going to make sure to be sipping on a nice champers out on the water with you, eh, brother? Oh, but never mind, next time. The way you, next hot, time. The way you hot dog, it's unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. Oh, man, what oh, we've, got the, we've got the two bosses here. They're into it. He's, um, Blair, Blair's actually going to jump in and have a look. Yeah, we've got Blair and, and Pete Burling here down with the team, so they're having a few kicks, lads. Oh, uh, have a wee nudge. You boys just carry the show, and I'll, 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 I'll chat back to you soon, eh? Yeah. Hey, hey, here's just one question for Ali, mate. Ali, Ali, can you, oh, hear, yeah. can you hear us? Hey, mate, I, you know, you used to be a bit yeah. of a tough bugger in the All Blacks and, you know, didn't mind getting and mixing it with the rough. But, mate, did Izzy ever, like, like back you up? Was he, like, the type of fullback that would run in from the back and start throwing them? Or did he, did he just duck and dive? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 he ran in from the back, but that was after the game. And, you know, jumped on everyone and, yeah, we won. <laughs> but he was never that guy that was sort of in there when you sort of, you know, it started to get dark and people like Bucky's Butter and, you know, the big um, Yapi boys came at you. Um, I didn't really see him much, you know, at the nightclub. Oh, yeah, he was, he was in and around, that's for sure. Or centre of attention more than anything. But, oh. uh, no, he goes all right. You know, uh, all right. Well, let's see. Let's see if he still goes all right with the peg. Is he? We can see. We're going to commentate you uh, from over here. Um, appreciate that, Ali. Great to catch up, mate. Next time we'll do a panel with Blair Chuk at the same time. Uh, but is he? You you line one up, brother. Kimpy, right. did you see his form before the game? Yeah, mate. Is he? Is his form? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. hundred percent, mate. So I'm looking forward to uh, to calling the calling the kick in the minute when he hits that when he hits the ball. Um, He's not as fluid as DC, you know what I mean? He, he sort of, DC just 
walks glides. up and glides through it. You know, he's like a, uh, he's like a, what would you call it? He's probably like a swan. Yeah, black caviar. You know, yeah, that sort of that sort of sweet little number. That's DC. Whereas Izzy's more like a, oh mate, he's sort of. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a Zaki. He wants to go straight to the front, mate. He's a bounder. Yeah. I actually reckon he's, he's got a bit of very elegant, that kind of elaborate yeah, action yeah, to yeah. him. Yeah, And he, he um, sorry, Neil, just on the radio, man. Um, <laughs> Izzy's got a line one up. Here he is. Uh, he looks like, well, how would I describe right, this? Like he's concentrating more than he's ever concentrated on We've got a competition going on here with Turkey. He's, we're one for, we're one all, we're one all. He's called me out and I'm going to go have a go. You want to lead the way? Oh, you're a, dollar, you're a dollar right. one shot, is he? You're a dollar one shot. <laughs> All right, Blair Chuk. Oh, yes! Yes! Straight he's, down the guts. He sprayed it. Straight you want me to hold the, the phone at the same time? Go on. Yeah, he's got the he's got the Reese Walsh swagger. Oh, beautiful. And puts it through the middle, over the black dot. Is he dag? The quads nearly snapped. <laughs> Izzy, Izzy, listen very carefully. Yeah. We've had we've had direction yeah. from Australia, from the powers that be, that yes. you're not to injure yourself, mate. You've already had enough time okay. off of broken bones, so you just <laughs> you just put that ice on the quad and the knee, mate. And you just take it easy. All right, all right, boys. I'll be over there very shortly. I'll try and I'll try and uh, yeah. wrangle. Who do you want me to scoop, boys? Who do you want me to scoop over here? Hey, hey, I don't, I don't know if you had anything on that. Is did you have anything on it with with Blair? Like hosting the yeah, America's I've, Cup. I've got a free. Free trip to Barcelona, boys. Free trip to Barcelona. <laughs> yes, go. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> okay, Daggy. Good work, mate. We'll see you back over here in a second. It's 29 minutes past 7 o'clock. We're live from Dan Carter's Kickathon. Great to catch up with Ali Williams. Yeah, he's a big boy and he's a legend of the black jersey as well. Blair Chuk and Izzy in a kickoff. And um, Daggy, to his credit, put it straight down the middle. We're here at Eden Park. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse. They're supporting Dan Carter like they support all New Zealanders. They're open early in the morning and they are up late at night doing awesome, awesome work. If you can donate, dancarter.com. After this, our choices flooring poll. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Baz and Izzy for breakfast live from Eden Park. Not Kolkata where Baz finds himself, although after Pat Cummins' performance, I would love to be there partying with the Knight Riders boys. They're on fire. Izzy's out in the middle, still kicking seeds. He's still looking good. DC's off his right foot, and man, he is an athlete. For a 40-year-old or whatever Dan Carter is, apologies if he's only 39, uh, Dan, he is in superb nick. Kempi, you're next up, mate. You are due. Oh, cut it out. I'll tell, tell you what, if you want to see an ambulance have to come in here and tear this grass up, then get me out there. I'll, I'll probably, but I wouldn't even be able to hit the tee. That's how bad I am at the moment. <laughs> well, you, you can't be much worse than Blair Chuk. We've got to stop saying that or you might not join us on the radio. All right, see your floor change in an instant with Room View. Choices flooring poll time, lads. This morning we thought we'd do it all about the kick, the great kicks of our time, your most memorable or the most famous kicks, in your opinion? Because it is the kickathon. Dan's kicked at the moment, let me see, oh, well over a 1,000 seeds. So he's doing it for a good cause. But throughout the years, we've had some pretty iconic kicks. So here are your four choices. You can go to the Baz and Izzy for Breakfast stream in the SCNZ app and have your say. And here are the four choices. First of all, it's Beaver, our guy, the kick. Oh. 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 
Interesting. Stephen Donald striding forward. Yeah. This is as big a kick as you'll ever get. Here's his kick. Incredible production value they managed to get that dramatic music in their live time, Kempi, as well. I've always wondered about that. Um, I guess they just knew that Beaver was going to line it up. We'll chat to Beaver later on. Your second option. Well, DC, the man himself, is out here, Kempi. Do you remember this? This is an iconic and very, very, very strange piece of work off the boot. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> that is unbelievable. That's a boomerang. He drilled that so low, it was about 10 metres to the right of the right upright, and she just bent it in, and in, it, was a, it was an in-swinger. No, it was an out-swinger. One of the two. <laughs> One of the two. It spoke. was an out-swinger, I remember that. 100%. kicked it with his left foot, it's gone so far from the left side of the post, gone so far right, then swung back in. Swung back in. Only Dan Carter could do that. I remember, I remember his... Um, the story coming out about the the goalpost out the back of his farm when he was when he was growing up just kicking kicks he would have practiced that kick way back then. Hundred percent. All right, the third option of our most famous or your favourite iconic kick while we're at the kickathon for DC ten, Mitch Hunt's droppy. Mitch Hunt with a drop goal. Mitch Hunt with a drop goal. Mitch Hunt. Mitch Hunt. He's got it. <laughs> absolutely losing it. Kempe, <laughs> some excitement. You, Mitch Hunt wouldn't be five foot ten, mate, and he's kicked it from forty five on an angle, almost falling off his feet. That was crazy. Yeah, and and you do, you do when you're a footballer, your adrenaline's rushing so far. You'd, you'd hit those kicks at training, and you'd get nowhere near the post. But when you're playing and you hit it, honestly, the power that goes through your leg when you're playing football and the adrenaline, you, you look at that kick and go, "Did I really hit that ball?" And, um, yep. He did. He absolutely they admitted hit. it. All right, your last option of our most iconic favourite kicks live from DC's Kickathon. Well, this is for people of your generation, Kempi. Actually, no, this is for all New Zealand sports fans. You wouldn't get a more iconic moment That's than right. Zinni in 95. Sky kick by Ben Clark. Zinzanbrook, he's trying a drop kick from a million miles out. What a goal! <laughs> I remember that one well. A million miles out. On a, well, it wasn't a million miles out, but it was a number eight kick and a drop goal. 45 Can on you the see run. Murray, Murray McSee doing that? <laughs> Kieran Reid? Kieran Reid? No. Zinzan Brook. It was, it was on the sideline, on the, on the right-hand side. He's hit it like a... Like, mate, it was, his life depended on it. And did it sail over? Yes, it did. So there are your four options. For our Choices Forum poll this morning, what is your favourite, most memorable... Iconic kick. Was it Beaver's The Kick, which got us that World Cup we wanted so mad? Is it Dan Carter's banana kick down at Carisbrook all those years ago? I mean, you just never seen something so strange. Mitch Hunt's droppy from 45 on the angle to win the game. Or Zinzan Brook, a number eight pulling up from 45 in the 1995 Rugby World Cup. Send us a text on double eight double three or head into the Baz and Izzy for Breakfast stream along with Kempi in your SCNZ app and vote along. Have your choice. Um, I tell you what, it's an awesome morning down here and people are coming in and drove to support their great mate Dan Carter. You've got to commend him. It's a big shift 24 hours, but I guess what he would have been thinking, Kempi, in the middle of the night was it's easier than a lot of those kids in the Pacific are doing it. Oh, Exactly, Louis. You've, you've nailed it. Um, what a wonderful cause, you know what I mean? Like, Dan, when he came in and he said to us, you know, I was, 
I was thinking that I wanted to do something that was really challenging. We were talking to him about five o'clock this morning. I wanted to think, do something that was really challenging. Uh, this is what I thought of. You know, I wanted to hit those points, at, you know, as many kicks as I could to match the points. But I wanted to do it overnight. And of course, I wanted to support the Pacific, and we came up with this um, this concept. And mate, it's been honestly the atmosphere down here this morning has been nothing short of you know unbelievable. The amount of iconic, you know, Dougie Hallett just walking past, mate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dougie Hallett, he looks like he could still play. Ali Williams, he's Ali, in decent nick. Yep, there's there's you know we got the we got the Sailor Boys out there. Um, KT running around, you've got all the TV channels and everything like that. You look up on the board, he's raised $117,687. Uh, they just read, yeah, $117,693 at the moment. So people are, are piling in the support for DC and UNICEF. Um, and thanks to Chemist Warehouse for bringing that, bringing that to, to us as well. Uh, I, I just think it's, mate clean water in the Pacific you know we, we, we do forget about that mm-hmm. you know we live in a we live in a country where we don't have that problem you go to an island um, and it is a problem to, to get clean drinking water so you know he's thought about it well Dan and you know he's he's getting the support down here um, 100% to, to try and hit that mark, and he's going to nail it, mate. 1,500 kicks, he's nearly at 1,000. Zinni all day, says Jamie on double, double eight, double three. Where is Alan Houston's kick, Richard? Uh, Great point. And I was going to say Alan Houston. Yeah, good as point. Soon as, as soon as you said iconic kicks, I could just think of the I could just think of the javelin. And you're missing Cantona versus Fan, my favourite kick of all time, <laughs> or Don Clark versus Lions. After this, Blair Chuk, we've got to get him on the mic, off the boat, off the field. He's kicked about 10,000 balls this morning. We'll catch up with Chuki here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. SENZ is Baz and Izzy for breakfast from... Eden Park live this morning. Hey, uh, it's DC's kickathon, but you'd be confused if you were watching the live stream. It was Blair Chook's kickathon. And we've <laughs> yes. got the man, the myth himself, in front of us. How you doing, Blair? Morning, uh, boys. A uh, little tired, actually. It's three hours. Um, so, yeah. No, awesome to be here, though. Support DC. It's a heck of an effort. So, uh, yeah, just came in, started at four-ish, and just finishing up now. Mate, that was a great effort from yourself. And I've seen you. You went... Obviously, there's a little square black box here, and you've got to kick inside, you know, the, the box. But you've gone out, and you've had a wee nudge from the sideline. You've really embraced your time on Eden Park, mate. It was a pretty special moment for yourself. Yeah, it was. It's not uh, often you get the opportunity to be on the ground here. Obviously, watched uh, many a times yourself, Izzy, and uh, yeah, thought I'd just head out to the 22 in the sideline and just give it a nudge. I think I might have ended up with a couple out of ten or something, but uh, no, it was it was awesome. Uh, yeah, awesome opportunity. Did you did you throw the oval ball around when you were younger, and did you did you play a bit of rugby? And it's something you really enjoyed having a crack at. Yeah, always really enjoyed um, the footy for sure. So growing up in Kitty Kitty up north, and I played till I was about fourteen or something like that, and then started sailing a bit too much. But yeah, I've always had a good passion for it. So it's uh, yeah, since then I guess just kicking around with mates and stuff. But um, yeah, never it. Eden Park, but yeah, uh, awesome to come and support DC. Looks natural, mate. Used to seeing you in the the black uh, wetsuit, or what do you what do you sail in? I guess it's wetsuits, right? Yeah, wetsuits most of the time. Yeah, yeah. and so you could uh, easily chuck on a, a a black jersey, mate, a black Guernsey. How um how were the emotions after you and Pete kind of parked the 49ers stuff? So that, that was a what a month or so ago, and you're going into another phase with Sail GP. Any lingering emotions there? Yeah, it's certainly. Uh, Bit of the end of an era, 12 or 13 years sailing the 49er with Pete, so obviously a lot of awesome 
memories and representing Aotearoa at the Olympic Games, World Champs and stuff during that time. So, uh, yeah, for sure, mixed emotions, but also pretty excited with what we got coming up with uh, SailGP and, and the Cup over the next couple of years. Oh, we'll go down as one of the greatest partnerships of all time, eh, Blair Chuk and Bond and Murray. Oh, mate. Blair and Chuk, the yeah. Swindells. Yeah. They just just one of the all time absolute champions. They've done a lot for New Zealand sailing and and, and around the world representing us with you know flying colours, mate. Sail GP, um, you're obviously coming off a, a fifth place. Probably not 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 really where you wanted to be, but going into next year, I just spoke off here. You're coming to Christchurch, Littleton in March. Is it excite you? What's what's looking ahead for Sail GP? Yeah, we're certainly loving our uh, time there in Sail GP League. It's a new format of racing and. Mm. It's taken us a bit to get to grips with it. It was a difficult year for the team last year with the Olympics and a lot of the crew uh, out for that. So we had a, a bit of a up and down with crew rotations, etc. But uh, the last few events, we've started to build some momentum and having some good races. We haven't quite pieced together a whole regatta yet or a whole weekend, but looking ahead to season three now, pretty excited. And um, yeah, it'd be great to come down to Littleton, uh, show, I guess, Kiwis this format of racing. Neat seeing all the boats together, and it'll be, a, it's sure, it'll be a heck of a spectacle. See, awesome. you'll get your time on the party boat, Daggy. See, you yeah. just have to. And I'm, I'm just trying to pitch a, a party boat down there. I just can't pitch one unless Chuki brings his own mm. boat down there. Maybe I can just wingle my way on that one. What do you reckon? That's just a tin fishing boat. For like <laughs> <North> Coast, so. <laughs> <laughs> Tow it down, you go. go That'll for suit it. me, brother. Yeah, yeah real kitty kitty styles, eh? Yeah. Um, well, what about that, like being the executive in the Sail GP, though? Because you've always, like, you, we're used to seeing you just doing the mahi on the uh, boats, but in the front office now, bit of paperwork? Like, how, have you taken to that, like, duck to water? Or? Yeah, it's certainly been a lot different over the last 18 months, I guess, from the building the team from the ground up. So. Obviously the sailing side, but then all of the rest that goes with running a, a professional sports team. So yeah, it's an it's awesome challenge. It's neat to do it alongside Pete. Uh, so not just one of us taking it on, but yeah, we've also got a very good team around us. So yeah, it's a, I guess the whole business side as well as trying to uh, get You're the paying prof- tax and everything? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're filling GST yeah. forms yeah. out. And- yeah, mate, it's a New Zealand company. So <laughs> um, all of that. But no, it's, it's awesome. And, you know, hopefully we can start getting some um, some good results on the water. But it's also been neat to be able to take the uh, message from Live Ocean of uh, Champion Action uh, for a Healthy Ocean to the world. So that's um, that's been neat over the last uh, 12 months and looking forward to doing it again this season. Nice, Cheeky. From one champion to another, mate, tell us about DC and, and how inspirational that bloke is and anything he does, he, he goes 100% and you can see what he's doing here. I think he's raised 120000 already and that is before they've counted up other sponsorship money. So wow. pretty special thing he's doing here, eh, mate? Yeah, it certainly is. It's... Um, yeah, neat for us all to come and help support him. It's a it's a heck of an effort. It's not an easy thing to go 24 hours straight. And uh, he's done well now. Got through in, into the uh, light. So that's that's probably the hardest part, I reckon. But yeah, neat to see him put, using his platform to raise uh, funds for a very important cause. Beautiful. Bang on, Beautiful. man. And as as you said, the stuff that you and Pete do with Live Ocean kind of synergies there. And I know you always want to give back and use your platforms for the best. Awesome to catch up with yeah. you. I I reckon you're league is going to be so crook tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll let you know. Did but, you change up? Do you go right to left or just straight do, right? Well, a lot of those ones that were ending up outside of the um, black box <laughs> were my, when I was trying the lefty droppies and uh, I got a couple over but more often than not they were going outside. 
Unbelievable. Oh, you, you need to go see a physio ASAP, <laughs> mate. Go get a massage. Blair Tuke, uh, live from DC's Kickathon. We're here with Chemist Warehouse. He's doing awesome stuff uh, with his foundation with UNICEF, the DC 10 fund. If you can donate, dancarter.com. Cheers, Blair and Izzy. You're going to hit the road? Yeah, I'm off to Dunedin. So, yeah, I'm going down there to do the game tonight and... Appreciate you being here, boys, and have a good day, and keep the keep the team flowing, eh, Louis? She's just hard All right, back All up right. to this. Test at home with results in fifteen minutes with Helgen COVID rapid antigen tests from Chemist Warehouse. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. As the sun breaks over the south stand at Eden Park and Dan Carter is into the daylight at DC's Kickathon here this morning. Izzy's gone to catch a plane to head down to Dunedin, but I've got Kempi with me. Just imagining all those times he would have carved up Eden Park if he was an all-black like he wanted to back in the day, Kempi. I actually did want to be an all-black. It's, you know, when I, when I first started playing rugby up north and then moved down to Taranaki, playing first 15, had a great first 15 coach and Brucey... Um, um, Peter Gall, I was going to say Brucey Gall, he was a Kiwi, but Peter Gall was our, our first 15 coach. He used to always go back to his place after first 15 games, have a couple of beers and watch the All Blacks play. Um, and Alan Houston was mentioned on the uh, on the uh, text machine as one of the decent kickers of the, of the ball. When you said best kicks, it was the first person I thought of was Alan Houston. Unbelievable. And amazing that people listening to us said, seen in the text messages too saying, what about Alan Houston? Because, you know, Bit like, bit like DJ Alligan could kick a football. Yeah, no, and that, look, they've come through in their droves for Houston. Uh, Mertz Droppy served with the two-fingered salute, cheers, John, in South Africa, wearing the same kind of Crusaders kit that I'm wearing yeah, now. Mate, you're so passionate about that, that part of the island, old, old Waiponamu. Old, uh, you wear it with pride. I like it. And, and I'm, mate, when Izzy pulled out that singlet too, I was going to ask him if he could leave it with me. I was thinking, geez, man, that's pretty cool. That number 10, I don't know why he, why he had a number 10, though. He I obviously stole that off Dan. Because he wants to be DC. <laughs> yeah, not a chance, brother. The eagle has landed. The <laughs> eagle has landed. Zinzen Brooks dropkick on double eight, double three. Somebody voting. And this is our Choices Flooring poll this morning, which is what's the most iconic or your favourite iconic kick? Is it Zinni? Is it Mitch Hunt's drop goal? Is it Dan Carter's banana kick? Or is it Beaver's the kick? And we'll try to track down Beaver shortly. John Eels kick to win the Bledisloe against the ABs Cut August 2000. Hard it out. That's, obvi- that's obviously the one Australian listener we've got. Yeah, Pistol Pete. Pistol Pete. With all his salt. Cut it out. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. When you, when you mention uh, our good mate Beaver, I do remember when I was watching him um, with that kick, when he stepped up to make that kick, the first thing I thought was, He's actually got Dan's jersey on. Do you remember that? Because well, he, wasn't it he Aaron Cruden's jersey? Well, it must have like you. It Beaver, was that Beaver's, small. Beaver's quite a big dude, man. You know what Beaver's I mean? Beaver's a rig. And you've got you look at Dan, and then you look at you know who was Cruden? Yeah, Aaron yeah. Cruden. Colin Slade, I think, played. Um, and then he's kicking that goal, and he's trying to pull the jersey down over 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 the um, the, you know the the back of his, you know. Exposure. Well, so Mark's text on double eight, double three. Boys, when Beave turns up and has a kick, can you let us know if he still has the same routine, puffing his top lip out before <laughs> his run up cracks me up from Mark pulling his shirt down? Mark, we have to ask Beave. Uh, we'll try to work out exactly what his theory is to kick goals and when the last time he kicked goals was. Because Dan Carter, I tell you what, the last time he kicked a goal was about. 10 seconds ago. He is a machine. He's so fluid. All right, the Masters. Looky, looky here. Cam Smith through 16, six under this morning. Uh, Sung Jan Im is eight 
through eight, and he's four under. He is flying on the front nine. We've got Danny Willett, who's in the clubhouse with three under. Daniel Berger playing really, really well. Uh, Neiman as well, three under. Scotty Scheffler, three under. And Tiger Woods. Wow, Smithy. He's through 16, and he's one under. He's making the cut, brother. We tried to tell you. We tried to tell Smithy Kempi. He's making the cut. Well, you know, he, Tiger told us he's there to win it. That's such a good point. He told us. All right. After 8 o'clock, we'll catch up with Dan himself, hopefully. We'll see how he's tracking. He's been off for a massage. Hopefully he comes back and he's feeling good. We'll catch up with Dan. We'll catch up with Beaver. And remember, Waikato Stud Racing Preview, Alan Sharrick. Let's go smash some McCafe's Kempi. Fire ourselves up for the last hour. Here's Araha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Test at home with results in 15 minutes with Helgen COVID rapid antigen tests from Chemist Warehouse. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Baz and Izzy for breakfast live from Eden Park as the sun shines over the home of sport in Aotearoa. What a wonderful morning for Dan Carter's kickathon. He's strolling towards us. He's looking pretty healthy, all things considered. A great morning down here, raising money for his DC10 UNICEF fund alongside Chemist Warehouse. We're coming to you from the medic tent. They're here supporting Dan like they support all sorts of New Zealanders. Later this hour, Kimpy, Al Sharrick. Are you feeling nervous yet? <laughs> nah, not, nah, mate. Won't, won't, the news won't kick in until lunchtime. Um, I think it's about three o'clock. The, the, the girl jumps. So, yeah, good to talk to. Good to talk to Al. See, uh, see what he's thinking. I'm looking forward to. It. The, the, like the question I want to ask is: Is this who last race or not? Are we going to stud, or do you see something else down the line? Actually, this is perfect. What we've got Dan here now, he's done a fantastic job of to make it to this point. He's done better than Izzy, who's shot back in his private jet to a hoker. Um, so you, you've hung in there longer than Dagger. That's not surprising, is it, Dan? Uh, yeah, <laughs> surprised you lasted as long as he did to. <laughs> Maybe he's uh, almost tried to turn it into his show uh, for a couple of hours there. He's a bit of a fashion um, a connoisseur, isn't he? Oh, you, would, you wouldn't know that today by the look of his jeans, trying to keep <laughs> jeans in his boots and everything. And then that hideous... Um, cr- oh, just, did he steal that top off you? Had oh, number 10 no, on it. I, th- I think he stole it from... Um, Andy Ellis, um, because, you know, it was way too small for him. Um, but no, I love his passion. I love everything about Diggy. Well, now he's not here, we can't talk about him. And he did say when he hugged you before, he was he was like, oh, it was awesome hugging Dan. He's in such good shape. But I just was trying to get him to not hug me back. <laughs> Dagger. Dagger. Hey, I was just thinking, um, we've got a Waikato stud racing segment later on. I'm sure someone would have brought this up with you. Moonga, Richie... There was the horse that was named after him, and then he got given a share in it. You is that a Waikato stud horse? It's a it? Waikato stud horse. Mate, even better than this. Star, even better than this. The dam. So the mum of that horse, chandelier. Oh really? Yeah, I had a chandelier. Yeah, I had O'Reilly as well. So, yeah, yeah. so that's right. So yeah. now the rumor is you went to Waikato stud and won some claybird shooting contest or something. Yeah, years ago. the All Blacks went out there, and obviously the Chittucks being great hosts as they are, they all let us have a wee claybird shoot and. Anyway, the the five of us got all five clays, so we had to shoot off for the final. Just as we were about to shoot off for the final, um, Mark Chittick goes, oh, by the way, uh, the the winner 
gets a 10% share in one of their fillies. <laughs> so all of a sudden the pressure came Boy, on. I was like, oh my goodness gracious. It came down to Rodney Soyalo and myself for a shoot-off. <laughs> oh, and wow. I managed to, uh, I, can't, I can't shoot to save myself. I don't know where this came from. Um, <laughs> yeah. but 10%, mate. Any, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. So um, we ended up, uh, yeah, I ended up getting the horse and, and Chitty was awesome. We used to go out and visit the stud regularly. And it obviously didn't go too well, and and then so he gave me another one, and then we, and then we had another one. Uh, so I had a few from from out there, and then Baz uh, Baz got me in one of his syndicates as well for a while. <laughs> I had about three from my cattle starters, mate. It's um, yeah, so it was yeah, well, it was a bit of fun. Chandelier ended up going to the Oaks, I'm pretty sure, and. Yeah, then she became a really good broodmare. And then so Mawonga's come out and they've sold another one for a million dollars. That's oh, going to be wow. racing. And, yeah, it's big money, mate. It's a great setup they've, uh, they've got out there. It is a great setup. So Kempe's, um so Alan Sharrick today is racing ideal out of Idol. Another Waikato set. Anyway, mate, how's your fatigue going? How's the energy levels? We've, we're trying to track down an old friend of yours to see if he's going to come lend a hand. Um, but wondering how you're kind of travelling. And you've got to get to 7 o'clock tonight. So are you going to be able to sneak a nap or...? No, I don't think I'll nap. Um, it's definitely helped that the sun's come out now. It's daytime. You've gone the home stretch. If you call the last 11 hours the home stretch. Um, Kicking-wise, the numbers are good at the moment. So I'm, I'm in no rush to, to rip through them to get to my target. It's more just the time. Um, we've got quite a big day ahead of us with some corporates coming in. Um, yeah, so it's just whether this body holds up, really. Yeah. Um, it's starting to get a little bit tight. but Mate, you're a machine. Of course it's going to hold up. Well, you got through like 980 kicks already, so you're going to hit the 1,500 all right. Um, don't worry about it. What about the, the fundraising, Dan? Just take me through your, your thought process around why you, why you thought having clean water in the Pacific for the children, especially, um, was such a, such a passion for you to, to get out here and do this. Yeah, I've been an ambassador for, for UNICEF for about seven years, and I've always wanted to do more. I've been... Um, to field trips on the ground, Syrian refugee camps, to see the incredible work that they do all around the world. So when um, I always wanted to do more, but with my rugby schedule, I, I never could. But having uh, retired last year, I had a bit of time, so I set up my DC10 fund. And then as an ambassador, I didn't always get to choose which UNICEF project I supported. So I set up the DC10 fund, partnered with UNICEF, and then I got to handpick which UNICEF projects that That's the DC10 awesome. uh, fund supports. And I wanted to do something in our backyard. So we're actually uh, doing some work here around um, children's rights here in, in New Zealand. So I wanted to do something to support our tamariki here in New Zealand first and foremost, and then our neighbouring brothers and sisters in the Pacific. Mm-hmm. So I looked at the different UNICEF projects they were doing in the Pacific and I soon realised that uh, sanitation-related uh, diseases were one of the leading causes of death for children under five. And, you know, I want to to help our children, um, you know, reach their dreams as I was a little kid and, and just having, not having access to simple things like fresh water and, and good sanitation is hugely important. Um, so that's, that's yeah, how it Yeah, mahi i wā. The, the work, mate, is, you know, being a, being a proud Māori and, and knowing our Pacific community, thank you very much for all the work that you're doing. Raised $121,000 here. That's, I guess, not with the sponsors thrown in yet too. So you've got to raise... A considerable amount of cash for this um, this project, mate. I just want to take my hat off to you and thank you from on behalf of all of us oh, Pacific Pacific yeah. people. Oh, I really appreciate that, and honestly, 
We've got the big screen here with the donations coming in. Uh, we've talked about it already. It's, it's really inspiring. This is that's probably one of the main things that's, that's really driving me. Now I know we're having a lot of fun, bit of banter out there with uh, with some close friends. But when it really does get tough, and it, it is getting tough, um, I look up and I see the donations. I know the impact that mm. those donations are going to have, and also know that it's not easy to to donate. Um, you know, children donating their their um, pocket money for the week, <laughs> yeah, little things cool, like man. that. It's uh, it's just really inspiring. So people are getting in behind it, and I mm. just I, I can't be um, you know thankful enough. Well, speaking of the banter, uh, Dan, because as you say, you, we've covered exactly why you're doing it and the inspiration behind you. I know that you've been inspiration for many, including this man. Uh, we've we've got one of your old friends on the line just to wish you well and, and just to see how you're going. Beaver, are you there? Yeah, can you just pass on? I feel his right shoulder's starting to drop. I've just been watching the last hour or so. He's just technique is starting to go a little. Can you sort that right shoulder out, Dizzy? Yeah, mate, no worries, Beaver. Jeez, I'll tell you what. There's someone you want to get advice from right here on Eden Park, it's Beaver, mate. Jeez, mate, you're going to get me through the rest of this day with advice like that, mate. So keep keep following, keep tuning in. I expect another phone call in a couple of hours, mate, because often the, uh, my, my right glute starts uh, dropping away too, mate. So you just have a look at my ass over the next couple of hours to make sure that uh, that, that stays in fine-tune too, mate. Appreciate that. Uh, no, mate, you're going great guns. Hey, Beaver, just tell me, mate, I've always wanted to, to know the truth, you know, because we can only, see, can only make up our own truth when we're watching the TV, but did you have Dan's jersey on that day you kicked that famous goal? <laughs> uh, no, I think it would have probably fitted DC's a little bit better. No, I, I don't know whose I had on, to be fair. It could have been, could have been Crudges when he was a five-year-old, to be fair. I don't know whose it was. <laughs> Yeah, it was a five-year-old's jersey. It looked like it. It was pretty. It was pretty small. All right, we'll let Dan go because you got to go get some uh, tucker in your mate, and you're getting a bit comfy in that seat again. So oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get. We'll let you kick on, Beaver. We'll hold you there for a second. We'll just chat a little Super Rugby. Awesome work, Dan. There we go, Dan Carter, Beaver. Um, it's a great scene down here. You've obviously got some fa- some memories on this park. We were talking about it this morning. You've probably, I, I don't know, how many times have you dined out on this or been asked about this moment? So we will try not to ask the obvious question: What did it feel like, and what was going through your head when you kicked the goal? The punters really want to know, mate. They've texted through. When you kick goals, do you still puff your top lip out? That's what the punters are wondering <laughs> on double eight, double three. Of, of course I do. I just, it's, it's habit. Even if I'm not tired, I start blowing. It's just, uh, I don't know what it is, mate. It's, uh, it's just nature. <laughs> it's just nature. It's natural. It's all natural for you, mate, just like your, your gifted athlete you were. Hey, um, Super Rugby, the Chiefs were looking like um, title kind of favourites just for a while there while the Crusaders had a little bit, bit of a blip. How important is this weekend or the rematch against the Blues for them? Do they really... Is there any concern from you? Have you seen anything different from them, or are they still humming along, and, and should they be right in the finish? I think they'll be right in the finish, um, but it, I think it's a massive weekend because I think it's a great opportunity for the Blues to really announce themselves as title contenders. Bodie's back, so um, I'm excited to see how it goes, to be fair. Like, I mean, you know, I still think the Chiefs squad, um, I think they can probably take more injuries than others can, um, and that's not being... Obviously, Chiefs biased. That's just, I think, looking at it, they've got great depth up front in the type five, which not many of our Kiwi teams do. Wonderful loose season. And, you know, like midfield backs, where they've now dropping an all-black midfielder this weekend. Probably a little bit light in the outside if they were to take a few injuries or, or at 10, um, obviously. But, no, I mean, I think they're still in great shape. I think the Crusaders have obviously, the Crusaders of the Crusaders, they're going to be there. And 
And I think it's up to the Chiefs and the Blues to sort of say who's going to be the one that's going to be the potential rival. And that's why this weekend, Louis, bloody exciting. Yep, and Beaver, there's also uh, your favourite team, the Panthers, playing and playing good football. What do you think about them? Oh, well, Kempe, geez, after what the storm did to uh, the Bulldogs last week, it, it could get a bit scary, I think, on Sunday afternoon. And, and I don't know, Kempe, all of a sudden it looks like a few, well, probably last year, where all of a sudden there's a bit of a, a bit of a divide again in the NRL that I don't, we yeah. thought after a couple of weeks might not have been there because everyone seemed to have improved, but couple of weeks in and all of a sudden it's looking like the same suspects are going to sort of march through to the finals, aren't they? Yeah, and exactly exactly right. They're, they're, start, they're starting to break away already, but some good games. Um, your Panthers are going really well. Melbourne, mate, geez, they look really good. They looked stunning last week. Um, well, <laughs> Beaver, just, just, just on um, the rugby side of things, for, for me, yep. uh, I've got my mind made up on who should be playing in the number 12 jersey for the All Blacks. Who do you think wears that number 12 jersey? Oh, jeez. I'm, I'm glad you have, because I still can't work it out, to be fair. I mean, to be fair, I've got Anton Leonard-Brown there. It's somewhere. He's either 12 or 13. And then it's, and then it's to fit around him. For me, they've just got to have a, a, something different. And all of a sudden, um, I like, all of a sudden, I'd like to see a little bit more of Lester Fainanuku at centre. And then maybe a, yes. a, a Leonard-Brown Fainanuku. I mean... If we can get RTS on the field, then let's examine that more. And, and obviously, Geordie's now decided that he's going to yeah. <laughs> audition pretty heavily for 12 as well. So I, whatever they do for me, Kimby, they just need some contrast. They need somebody who's going to be your big power man. And then you've got your, I guess, your, your more traditional midfielder like a Leonard Brown. A, a, uh, who else have we got? Obviously, we've got the return, well, the impending return of a couple of Crusaders that are going to... obviously. What about Dave Havili? Yeah, and, and obviously Harvilli, and because again, if Harvilli's at twelve, then Finanuku would be the partner for him, or someone like that. You know, for me, they just we've just been caught the last couple of years, and we've just been much of a sameness in the midfield, Kempi. But I'm bloody keen to find out who's already locked in. Tell me. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a great point. Who mate, is it? Mate, well, the the only reason I thought about that question because, like I said to you, Beef, I, th- I thought you were a tough bugger when you played, and I think Geordie Barrett, you need someone tough. You know, I'm, yeah. I don't. I I know he can play fullback, but I think you know Will Jordan takes that fifteen jersey this year, and I do think you put yep. that big tough bugger Geordie Barrett in at the twelve jersey. You know, he's got the skill yeah, I mean, and he's got he's got the toughness. Yeah, and and to be fair, I mean, when I watched him last week, I mean it wasn't perfect for him, but defensively, he's already say ahead of someone. I think say like a, an RTS, for example, just because. You could see him make a couple of good reads, which were just comfortable for him, where I guess some of the other boys are still learning that midfield defensive role. But, yeah, I mean, he's, if, he, if the All Blacks don't want him at fullback, then he's just starting 12, really, isn't he? Because he's, he's got to be on the field because he's the best goal kick in the country. Yeah. And uh, so he, he's got to be there. Bang on, Beav, and, and he is just a weapon. He's just he has got a bit of mongrel about him, eh? He's got a bit of edge, Geordie, that maybe Bodie doesn't quite have. Which he's got that kind of Scott Barrett mongrel that's just we love to see in the middle. Younger mate, brother, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chip on, chip on the shoulder, chip on the shoulder, mate. Hey, before we let you go, the race yeah. by Grins, the race by Grins, self-assured, oh. comes up the middle of the track, and Mark Purden runs over top of them. How good's it going to be next Thursday at Cambridge Raceway, mate, with self-assured Team SCNZ, and obviously you're involved in a couple of capacities. 
Oh, look, I think that's what we're laying in bed most nights dreaming of at the moment, aren't we, Louis? It's, uh, it's very exciting. I can't wait to get down there next Thursday. It's, uh, it's going to be a pretty special event, but uh, yeah, and, to, and for SNZ to be on the favourite, it's, uh, it's, it's exciting, mate. The barrier draw was Saturday, apparently, so that can tell us a bit more, so the experts tell me. <laughs> hey, just make sure you roll out some of your RTDs, mate, because we're all coming down. We're all coming down. We're all sitting on the table. How good's it going to be when Beave hands us over the trophy? All right, exactly, Beave. And get ready, mate. I'll be the first one up to pick it up off you. <laughs> Kimpy, I can assure you, there'll be grins as far as the eye can see, my friend. <laughs> awesome, Beave. Hey, thanks for your time, brother. And I'm, I'm certain DC just was so, so stoked just to hear that he needed to get that right shoulder up. So that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, well, technique's everything when you're getting fatigued. So, you know, let's just, let's just wish them well, and uh, it's a great cause. So uh, enjoy your morning, lads. Beautiful stuff. There we go. Beaver, you can catch him on the home run with Kirsty All afternoons uh, on SCNZ 4 to 7. They do a superb job with Manaya and the whole team. Uh, great listening. Every Arvo on SCNZ. Double eight, double three. Carlos Spencer trying conversion against the Crusaders. Oh, you can't, well, you can't forget that. You can't forget that. Well, you can't forget <laughs> that with the top you got on. Yeah, you got enough. We're sitting on, you know, that's you blokes, eh? You and Izzy. We come into Blues Territory and you're waltzing around in your Canterbury jerseys. I should have put my Kiwi jersey on just to balance it all out. I thought you would, mate. Oh, mate, I wasn't thinking. I was just going to blame concussion. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, we'll go over to the Chemist Warehouse Medic Tent and try to sort that one out. Jeff Goldie, Wilson, sideline con- conversion against the Jaffers in the 90s to get a draw on full-time. Hey, and boys, Cam Smith, top Aussie after round one, $3.50. So great start to my multi. Brendan, legend. Speaking of multis, Ray- racing mega multi buster with Pip Morris, not far away, on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Kempi and Louie here while the lads are out doing God's work in Calcutta and heading down to commentate some super rugby in Dunedin, Baz and Izzy. We're here with Chemist Warehouse this morning. They look after Kiwis like they're looking after Dan Carter from his kickathon today. If you can donate and you're in the position to, head to dancarter.com, check out what DC's doing with his kickathon. We're here till 9 o'clock and we're back with Pip after this. The Maggie's Magnesium Range at Chemist Warehouse, now starting from just $3.19. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, and uh, hey, look, we were all starting to count our checks on Cam Smith, but he has had a shocker on the last hole of the day, and he's back down to four under. He's still leading the Masters, though. Sam Pinfold and Cam Smith looking very strong on day one. At Augusta, Baz and Dizzy for breakfast live from Eden Park. Pip Morris from the TAB, tab.co.nz. Pip, you'd have some famous memories from down here at Eden Park, wouldn't you? I've never been, to be honest. I'm a, I'm a Palmy girl, guys. I'm still waiting to get out there, but I will be doing so. You, uh, you've, you've hold got, on. You've got that. You've got that memory of <laughs> those balls being stolen at the Palmy Showgrounds, haven't you? The That's the one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Never been to Eden Park. That is quite no. incredible. I know. I know. No, I've been up here for three years, and I still haven't made it out there. But it is on the bucket list. But I'm going to well, blame COVID a little bit too. You know. <laughs> yeah, sure. Hey, uh, pass the buck. That's good. But what, what I reckon is maybe we need to chat to Nick Sauntner and see if we can get a greyhound um, track in the middle of Eden Park. Like they were going to do surfing here until Kempi realised it was April Fools. <laughs> they could put a greyhound track in the middle. Then we could get you down. What are we looking at, Pip? Do we do a multi mega muster mega multi buster today? The mouthful, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Of course, for anyone that's not listening, four legs or more of you miss by one leg, you get a bonus bet up to $50. So let's hope we can finally land one, guys, and I'll kick it <laughs> off for us. I'm going to stick with the grey 
going to go to Palmerston North today, race number four, meeting code nine, the one big time tank to run top two at 3.20. Love nice. it. Kimpy. Nice. Well, I'm going to the big race, Pip, the big race in Aussie, the one that everyone is waiting to see, and I'm going to back Duas for a place. Nice. Nice. You really were converted by Edward Cummings yesterday, and I, I love that, Kempi. I love that you got an open mind. Hey, it's going to be a bottomless track, so you want horses that are rock-hard fit. I'm trying to work out Paul Laley. Um, it's second favourite by a whole dollar to In the Congo in race number five, the Arrowfield three-year-old sprint. I know In the Congo's talented as, but $3.20 to $4.20? I think there's a discrepancy there. Paul Laley's run behind Eduardo and Nature Strip last weekend. I'm just going to take that form and try and say it's coming out of the best sprinting form race in the world. Paul Laley, four twenty. Let's have a go. Love that, Lou. And one more we need. <laughs> uh, do we dare bring... Joey in from the kitchen. Come on, Joey, get in here, mate. Give us something. All right, boys, we're going ideal for the place. Race eight. Race eight. <laughs> it's the kids' Joe show do, back do in know, the studio you know, today. Is that a horse or a greyhound? Come back, Joey. Uh, that's a. I'm pretty sure it's a horse, right? It's a horse at our pony against. That's it. Joe's race eight. <laughs> Joe's a rat in my kitchen. What am I gonna do? There's, there's Joe's kitchen. dirt to round it out. Pip, what do our odds come to? At uh, forty-one sixty-six, so a fifty-dollar bonus bet there will return two thousand eighty-three dollars and twenty cents for a lucky. Come on! Sometimes it's just never felt so easy, you know. Uh, it just, get in there. <laughs> it's never, never felt so easy. Pip, have a wonderful weekend, and we'll see you down at Eden Park for your debut performance later on. Yeah, I'll be there. Thanks, guys. Bring your boots. All right, we've told Dan you're coming. Pip's coming down to kick some goals here at Eden Park at the <laughs> Kickathon. Uh, plenty of messages coming through on the most iconic kicks of all time and your favourite Eden Park memories. There was no point actually asking Beaver what his favourite memory would be. I mean, he literally got a movie made about, out about him. Have Did you seen that? The, yeah. Yeah, I watched it. I watched it. And and to be brutally honest, the, the actor is nothing like Beaver. <laughs> He's Beaver's legend, mate. Like, yeah, you know, when I, I did a show with him uh, just after Christmas and filled in for Curse, and I was starstruck, mate, because you know, <laughs> I used to watch Beaver play rugby union, and I, and I honest, and I'm not lying, I honestly thought that Beaver could play rugby league because he was just what, back row. Well, yeah, mate, I'm just throwing him the football because he was like a five eight that liked to get tackled. And when I met him, and I and I and I got to actually stay there in the in the studio with him and actually talk, you know, and then just talk generally as as mates. I just went, mate, he's a good bugger. He's, you know, <laughs> all I can think about, they, sh- they should have actually got him to act it out. What, Beaver act Beaver, Beaver, Beaver Donald actor. as Beaver Donald? As Beaver Donald, you know, so people could actually see what he's really like. But he's like, mate, he's a champion bloke. He is, and I can see exactly where he did it from on the 35-metre line just out there. You know, we don't talk about it enough. That bull's got paint on it. That ball has got paint on it. I hope he's got the it. ball. I hope he's got the ball. Well, they managed to find Buddy Franklin's ball. Yeah. Maybe it's because he was in Aaron Cruden's shirt. They didn't give him that respect. Morning, boys. What about the right-arm fast, medium pace ball of right-handed batsman that kicked the winning penalty against Wales at Cardiff Arms Park when Andy Hayden dived out of the line-out? Brian McKechnie. Uh, now, I could Brian be... Brian McKechnie. I could be wrong, but wasn't now Brian McKechnie also there where, in the underarm ball? 
Can you send? Can yes, you? Yes, he was. Uh, go he was DC. the one who ba- he is the one who's, who stopped it and threw the bat away. That's right. Brian McKechnie, PJ, is that right? Double eight, double three. Brian McKechnie is a, he's one of our most famous. He's along with uh, Goldie, Jeff Wilson, a double All Black, of course, and that was an iconic kick. Very sharp work from you, my friend, on the text machine. Baz and Izzy from breakfast. Here it is, half past eight. Aroha with the news for Kubota, together with Shaping and Building New Zealand, Alan Sharrick before we're done this morning, and the results of our Choices Flooring Poll. Baz and Izzy for breakfast, live from the Kickathon. Dan Carter doing it all for charity, leaving it all out there in support of those underprivileged kids in the Pacific. If you missed Dan Carter and why he's doing this, kicking for 24 hours straight, head to Bazinazzi for breakfast on our podcast channels and go and ha- have a listen. Kempe, I was blown away with how the kind of... Just looking at Dan, he's two metres away from us and seeing how much he genuinely cares about those that aren't as lucky as us uh, sitting here today. And, and he kind of really felt connected to him and, and why he cares about the Pacific. Oh, look, I'm... I'm in all. I've, look, I'm starstruck anyway because it's Dan Carter. You know, just um, having him sit here and, and be a part of a conversation is, is good enough for me, mate. It's made my made my day, absolutely made my day. But you know what, Louis? I haven't told anybody this, but it's like looking at my older brother. Like my my older brother, he's passed away, but it's like looking at Phil because he looks exactly like him, and I've always thought that. Well, looking you're related? No. <laughs> Is that where you're going with this? No, no. But I'm saying his duffel you know, gang is, was my older brother. Dead ringer, you reckon? Dead ringer. But the only problem was Phil had dreads. I said this to Jay last night. I said, Dan Carter, he looks so much like Phil. And uh, I said, but with dreads. And she said, that just doesn't sound right. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And also, the only person that I know that's related to Baz and Izzy for breakfast that's had dreads was Baz after he had frosted tips. So... <laughs> <laughs> But the bears have dreads. <laughs> You're kidding. No. Oh, no I'm not. We'll find you a photo. We'll find you a photo. True story. Who remembers bears with dreads? Double eight, double three. All right. We're going to get crack on. Our choices flooring poll this morning was all about the kick. We're here for the kickathon at Eden Park. So it's got to be all about the great and iconic kicks of all time. The Choices Flooring Room View program takes the guesswork out of choosing flooring. Upload your favourite floor today. And our options were, well, it was Mitch Hunt's winning drop goal for the Crusaders against the Highlanders. It was Dan Carter's banana kick at Carisbrook all those years ago. That was just something else. And it was Zinni's Rugby World Cup drop kick. And you've come through on double eight, double three with plenty more iconic kicks. But the winner and I won't say a landslide, but it's taken more than a third of the votes. It's like you knew Kimby. You were pumping him up. Beavers, the kick. Oh, and you've it, got to say fair enough. Of course. There's a, you know, if you're a Kiwi and you're watching the All Blacks in New Zealand and winning a World Cup, of course it's the kick. Of course it's Beavers. Zinnies, Zinnies would have been a close second. I guarantee you that. But, um, yeah, man, Beaver, you're a legend. You're an absolute legend. I love it. I love. Are we in I just danger of losing you to drive? <laughs> nah, not a, nah, mate. Well, not, not now that you know Baz had dreads, eh? Mate, they are. They're knocking at my door. All the, all the bloody radio stations around town are knocking at my door. But, man, I love the breakfast show. I love you, blokes. <laughs> oh, thanks, Kim. We love having you here at Eden Park with Chemist Warehouse with us supporting Dan Carter and us 
as well as all New Zealanders, opening early in the mornings and closing late at night. Um, saved a lot of Kiwis a lot of money this year as well, the Chemist Warehouse. We're very proud to be associated with them. Spot on, Lewis, says PJ. Biff the bat away and still remains the lowest blow Aussie has ever, ever delivered Would to the Kiwis. Would you not play that as motivation any time you play for New Zealand? What, the under underarm? Yeah. Wouldn't you just have someone like, you know, come in and, and, and narrate that conversation around? What's your theme? Oh, the underarm ball. Yeah, the <laughs> Every underarm. week. Yeah, yeah. How not to play. <laughs> yeah, it was in poor sportsmanship, but um, we've got to remember who holds the purse strings. Love you, Hutchie. Hope you're going well in, in New York City, brother. Good yeah, to have oh, you. Yeah, great, great cricket team too, the yeah, Aussie yeah, cricketers. Yeah, great, uh, great, 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 great cricket team. Great people, the Aussies. Yeah, mate. Uh, Robbie Robinson's three penalties to win the Shield back in 09-9-3-9 against Canterbury. For Southland, Mark, I actually there was a, wind, a rainy Wednesday or Thursday night, was it? And it was terrible. Yeah, heartbreaking stuff in 09, but it was great for Robbie Robinson and all the Southland. I think that's where you're going there, mate. Plenty of texts on double eight, double three. Your favourite Eden Park memories. Keep them rolling through. We're here for another 23 minutes, and we're going to catch up with the great man. There's only one Opie Bosson, but there's also only one Alan Sharrick, and he came first. After this, for Waikato Stud. Results in 15 minutes with Helgen COVID rapid antigen tests from Chemist Warehouse. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Baz and Izzy are off to the races. Thanks to Waikato Stud, your source for a racehorse. SENZ live from Eden Park for Dan Carter's Kickathon. Uh, how about the synergy here? We had DC sit down at the start of the hour, and we knew we had this Waikato Stud racing segment coming up. And I just remembered that Dan Carter was in a couple of different fillies, including Chandelier, who then has gone on to um, have, of course, Moonga and another brother that sold for a very handsome fee. So Chandelier was the O'Reilly mayor, put to Savabil, and um, I think about a million bucks they sold the, the full brother to Moonga from, who looks even more perfect. So... A great little synergy there, Kempe, because today for Waikato Stud, they've got a runner, Ideal, who is by, well, out of I Do, who you knew a wee bit because your good friend, Alan Sharrick, trained her. So there's synergy all over around for Waikato Stud today. We've got Alan Sharrick on the line. Morning, Al. Hey, Louie. All right? Yeah, I'm really excited, mate, because as I, as I said, there's tie-ins everywhere today. What's your relationship like with Waikato Stud and the Chittics? You've obviously been involved with them for a long time. Yeah, mate, they're a great family and a great business. And, um, yeah, we have a lot of fun together and uh, look forward to carrying carrying that on as we go forward. No, they're, they're a great family. Hey, big day, Al, big day for you. Obviously got our girl running and uh, ideal and leases on them. We're looking, you know, we're looking quite good, do you think? The, the, the punters out there are listening to what you say. Well, Max, he's more ready than you were most times you played league. Put it that way. Okay? <laughs> oh, that's all, that's all I wanted to hear. Hey, hey Al, is this, is this the, the Rama's last run, Sinorama's last run? Are we, are we going to stud uh, next? Probably, uh, she'll probably run in the Travis, Max. That's a wait for age till he's in the age race. About three weeks' time, for, for that could be a swan song, and um, yeah, she may end up at work at her stuff with one of their nice horses. So um, we might go up there, Mac, for a for a weekend and uh, do a bit of dealing with Mark. Eh? That'd be quite oh, interesting. Right, oh. you know, you know, I'm in here. Take me with you. <laughs> Take <laughs> me <laughs> with you, Kimby. Oh, 
wanna I wanna come to, to Game Gully and shoot some clays and Yeah, no, the, the wine would be too good for you, Louie. Yeah, too good. <laughs> that, that good wine. Alan, please, Alan. I'll come and muck out boxes for a week, Alan. Hey, um, that that is very, very exciting, Uh, one of those Waikato studs. Look, the Stallions in New Zealand at the moment, what we have on offer, it's incredible. Uh, Like, you think we're in a really strong place just from, I mean, I know Probable this week went to Al Manzor. Um, Tavachi's been kicking goals. Al Manzor himself's done great work. Kapur and Kanto's going off the hook. From a trainer's point of view, is it an exciting time to be uh, breeding horses? Yeah, it is, mate. And, um, you know, you followed up by Venomoth. He's doing a good job. Um, yeah, there's some nice horses, Lou. There really is in New Zealand at the moment. And uh, you don't have to pay the world for some of them. You do for some, but not all of them. So, yeah, we're in a progressive stage, I think. Yeah. Hey, Al, just um, going away from races at Owapuni today and looking at um, Sydney tomorrow... What do you like, mate, in the big race? The Zakis, the Very Elegance, the Duas. What, well, have you had a look at it? What do you like? Oh, it's a massive race. Um, I think you've really got to stick with the Chris Waller factor. The, the big red horse that won the sprint, he failed the time before, but when the, the target race was presented, he won the race. So I'm going to still stick with Very Elegant on a wet track. Um, the filly you were backing for a place was the outstanding in the Tancred. Like, that, that was a sensational race. But I still favour uh, Chris Waller and very elegant myself. Yeah, and there's a, there's a risk with Zaki on a very heavy track. So there, there's a few anomalies in that race. Yeah. It, yeah, it's a really good point, Al. It's, um, it's a hard one to work out, but you, can, well, you can't say you put a line through Zaki, but they seem to be running on on those heavy tracks. So if he gets up on the front on that bottomless over 2,000 metres, you'd think that something maybe like Very Elegant or Jewass might be able to come behind them. But then you got Animo, who's got the weight relief being the three-year-old, and he looks like he could be a bit of brilliance, and I'm sure that would be a $60 million win or so for the stud career of Animo. So do you give him much of a chance as a three-year-old? Yeah, mate, I'd have him right up Very Elegant, um, to be honest, Louis. I think... You know, the way he treated that field with contempt last start and went through those conditions so easily. Um, Cox played 49, he comes in with 55. So the, the playing field's a lot more even this time of the year. And he's still three, but he's an autumn three-year-old. So, you know, in, in three months he's a four-year-old bull. So he's probably strong enough to do the job. So that'd be my two, I, I believe, the cult and very elegant. Awesome, Al. Hey, look, I know a lot of people are looking at Ideal and the Waikato stud colours in the last. Cinerama, look, the, the case is made for Cinerama easily. It's a smaller field. The form stacks up. She was super last start. Looks like you've sorted her back out in her barrier manners. But Ideal, super progressive, upper, upper band into the 65 class, good jockey, good barrier. Can you see her running on and finding the line strong? Yeah, she's won a jump out since she won, Louis. Uh, I've had to wait and wait and wait. Actually, Mark was quite cheeky when she did win the other day. He said, what age is this thing? Seven years old? I said, shut up. I've had to wait for it. She's four. You know what I mean? So, so you get those quirky little uh, snide remarks. I just talked to Mark. He's heading into the bush somewhere in New Zealand. So uh, she's a nice mare, and she's going to go to a good level next year. But I've just had to wait for her to mature. The one you're all yep. forgetting is uh, Cinerama's cousin, Al Hail Mary. Fresh up, she works super. And she's my value today, boys. I really like the way she's Yeah, so um, don't leave her out, mate. 
Okay. Don't leave her out. You're gonna, it looks like you're going to have a good day, Al. Hey, thanks for joining us today, Al. All the best down in Awapuni. Well, uh, Kempi, one, one more thing. Kempi, you're at Eden Park, aren't you? I am. I am. Yeah, I've been, out here, I've been out here trying to kick goals with Dan Carter. Yeah, but haven't you told Louie and the boys about our day when we took the shield off Auckland and Bruce had to do that run down yeah. Eden Park? That was no, great day. Look, I was gonna, I was gonna tell, I was gonna <laughs> tell them that story, Alan, and I will tell them as one of the best. Is it an um, on-air story, an off-air story? Well, yeah, no, no it's I'm, an on-air. Well, it's all good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to lose that that Sharik ten discount code, do you, Alan? I've told you. I've nah. told you. There was Telegram, Teletext, and Tell Alan. <laughs> That's what it goes around. <laughs> All right. You boys hey, have a good day, eh? <laughs> well, you do, mate. We'll be punting along at Owapuni. Alan Sherrick from Waikato start home for the amazing Stallion, Savabir, Ocean Park, Tavachi, and Drossen. There's so many down there, and you now get to go through the very exciting process of picking a Stallion for Cinerama. And if you get the invite down to uh, Waikato start and you don't take me, no, he's good mates, Alan. He's good. He's good mates with Mark Chitter, and he's been trying to get me down to Mark's place for a number of years now, Al. He's um, and every time something else has been up. So this time when he sends the invite out, definitely head down, Louie. And mate, Al, I have no problem with you showing up with me. I'll just chuck you in my boot. It'd be sweet. <laughs> well, your boot's about the size mate, of I'm, first class in your flesh. I'm going to tell that story. I'm going to tell that story. When do you want me to tell it now, or we're going to go talk, tell it after the break? Um, how long is it? Oh, short, mate. Well, Give us the minute version So you know Taranaki won the Renfield Shield here, eh? Yep. So on the day, they're in a box. All the boys are in a box. And, um, of course, Bruce, lives. he's been living up here for 400 years, Bruce. Flash you know? guy. He's from Taranaki, you know, yeah. played for Clifton. Um, CEO of New Zealand Therapy So you've got very all of the boys, you know, you know, Doc Van Prague, Alan, all the boys from home that we all grew up with, and they all sit in the box. And Bruce is going, no way in the world Taranaki's taking the Renfield Shield home today. No way in the world. Well, has he forgotten the, where he's from? Well... You have to ask Alan that. Anyway, so Alan's, they've, they've gone, okay. Then he's going, mate, I'll do a, sh- I'll, I'll take my clothes off and do a streak if, if Taranaki win the Ranfilly Shield. Well, you know what happened. Taranaki, Taranaki won the Ranfilly Shield. So, mate, you don't say that to the boys. They went, right out, get your kid off. So he, he, he bull, got his, got his gear off, came down, did a full streak along here. He threw his he threw his undies to Dombey and said, meet me at the end of the stadium. He got chased down the stadium by a security guard. Dombey was right behind him. And he pulls stark naked. And the uh, and the security guy comes to get him to chuck him. He goes, it's all okay, it's okay. And Dombey walks up behind him and goes, here's the undies. Put your undies back on. So Alan, Alan's dying on that for a long time, as we all have. But true to, true to the word, big red and... and and bigger red, he uh, he got he got through he oh, got through that day. I am so sure Bruce Sharrick has just thrilled you and Alan have conspired <laughs> against him to tell that story. We've only got eight more minutes on here. You could have held that one. Now that's great stuff. Uh, stop debating it, boys. Two of the best judges have told you Zaki is the one to beat. Hugh and Trent give gave you the tip. Trent, stop talking about yourself in third person, mate. Uh, far from my favourite, but the most memorable is all the wrong reasons. The extra time drop goal in the '95 Rugby World Cup final. I hear you. Owen Patrick Bosson, all day, baby. Show me the stacks, cash up. And that's about that on double eight, double three. We've loved hearing from you all throughout the morning. And of course, SENZ, this is where we launched. It's kind of like our spiritual home as well. We had our launch here 
well, 10 odd months ago, and we've loved having you along for the ride the whole time. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Baz in Kolkata doing his best work. Izzy on the way to commentate some Super Rugby, and we're live from the Kickathon with Chemist Warehouse. For eight more minutes, it's been such a good morning. The sun is shining on the home of sport in New Zealand. We're going to be back with the doyen of sport in New Zealand, Ian Smith after this. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.